Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about pink hair and pronouns. Waiting through 20 years of type moon. Uh, I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. This is a sleepy episode. <laughs> well, I, I woke up a full hour late, so almost at one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and I, instead of getting right to it and waking Fen up and all that stuff, because Fen was taking a nap, I, like, took it slow, made a nice, like, breakfast sandwich for breakfast with, like, ham and egg and cheese and a fresh bagel from a bakery, and now I just want to lay down and take a nap. Um. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there are some episodes, some days when I wake up and I'm like, I'm ready to podcast. And others when I wake up and I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, today's going to be a podcast day. I guess uh-huh. that's fine. Uh, you know, and usually, usually the latter is, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. The stuff that we played, we really, we didn't, we're not really excited about anything. But you know, I'm excited. That last day of Heaven's Feel was sick. Yeah, I meant, I more meant like, how awake am I in the morning when mm-hmm. I wake up? I didn't sleep particularly well last night. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, I so. When I woke up at 8 a.m., um, got out of bed and like went to go grab bagels for Ben and treats for me from a gluten-free bakery. The bagels were not gluten-free. You're I did. Fan. I did also get gluten-free bagels because the gluten-free ba- bakery was doing bagels today or this week. Um, they don't always, and I wish that they always did because it would make it less special. It would make it less special, but Ben. The my desire for like fresh bagels goes through the roof if I haven't had them for like two weeks. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I want fresh bagels so bad. And you know, almost every week I get them for you. And so it's like every week I get close to being like, I could just sink my teeth into one of those. <laughs> no, Ben, you'll die. Uh I will not literally die. It would make me very sad. Um uh-huh. But, so I did that journey. It's like a half hour walk each way. It's a nice way to start a Saturday morning. Uh, it was also cold out today. Yeah. Really wonderful. Snow, nice. Snow, 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 snow. Uh, it wasn't quite that cold. I need snow. But it was almost that cold. I get depressed all winter unless it's actively snowing. I probably mm-hmm. talked about this last winter too. Yeah, probably. Uh, wow, yeah. We've been running, doing this podcast long enough to be like, last winter, last year. Year and a half, right? Jesus Christ. Uh, and so, today, didn't sleep well. So I got home, I ate all of the scones that I'd gotten. Uh, there were four, and they were relatively small. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> I started doing kanji reviews and got like, got about 60 in, and was like, Oh, I can barely keep my eyes open. I should probably go just just go lay down for a bit. I haven't done my kanji reviews yet today. Yeah, they don't sponsor us, but no. shout outs to Wani Kani. <laughs> shout outs. For making learning kanji doable for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Uh it's hard to like it's hard to self-motivate that kind of like review. And also self-organize the like spaced repetition it would be so funny if wani Kani sponsored us i'd listen <laughs> you take sponsors the, find an open call for sponsors the amount of money that that people would need to pay us to sponsor us would not make greatly sense 
greatly depends on on how happy I am with their product. <laughs> so all of that to say, this is one of the longest intros we've done in a minute. I usually just launch right into we your might, ATT. We might cut some of this or put it at the end or something. Okay. Ben cares more about the the quality of this podcast than I do, apparently. <laughs> I want it to be listenable. Um Ben, people are here for five hours of us talking. <laughs> like I know that people are here for fate. But I feel like it would be hard to get through this if you didn't also just like us hanging us out. Us bullshitting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was thinking with like all podcasts. All of you gotta this enjoy is... the like Yeah. The faff about, you know. There are podcasts that I listen to that I'm like, I don't care about the host. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm just like there for whatever information they're giving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you listen to any podcast long enough. If you've made it forty two out if you're if you've been listening since episode one, hey, shout outs to mm-hmm. you for making it worth our while doing this. You're a saint and a hero. Uh, also, if you hopped on on stay night, shout outs to you too. You've made it through a lot of episodes. <laughs> We've talked for a long time, huh? You could have just listened to the one abnormal mapping episode on it or whatever. Yeah, you could have. Um, all of this to say is that I am... I'm in a weird spot because I like woke up very tired, mm-hmm. but then I had a two-hour nap, and so I'm and then like you ate again. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the reason, yeah, when I go to bed hungry, yes, I often like I will sleep through the night. It won't be great sleep, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up and be like, <laughs> just really grumpy. Uh-huh. I don't want to get out of bed. Uh-huh. Stupid world. <laughs> Uh, you just want to sit around and play Xenoblade. I cooked you food and then found you ten minutes later, not having eaten the food, playing Xenoblade Two in I the was studio. In the studio, because I was like, okay, I should get prepared, and Ben will come grab you me. You were playing when... Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Yeah, because I was like, oh, Ben will come grab me. Uh, okay, let's start your ET time. <laughs> I am drinking a caffeinated beverage because uh again, as I just said, I'm 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 in a weird like I'm still sleepy, but also I'm more awake than I was. Right. So the thing I was going to say Oh my god. <laughs> what? Like let me go get my caffeinated drink that I'm not supposed to drink. <laughs> um the thing I was going to say is I wake up grumpy mm-hmm. and then uh I eat something and my body's like, oh, we have been satiated. Now it's time for sleep. Now it's time for real sleep, yeah. Uh, which is like, the 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 eating doesn't make me tired. It is the, like, my body going, oh, okay. Now, now we are safe and full. <laughs> now it is time to actually get the sleep that we denied you uh, over, the, over the night. Anyway, Xenoblade 2. We're both playing it. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying myself Everyone a lot. Everyone seems to hate that game. Or at least consider it to be the worst of the Zeno series. I yeah. think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's anime bullshit, and I have a very high tolerance for anime bullshit. Yeah. Which I say after... You might not believe that after what how uh, how many hammers I took to Unlimited Blade Works, but I really do have a lot of patience for these things. Very different anime. Uh-huh. BS. Uh-huh. Unlimited Blade Works is like Battle Shonen, mm-hmm. which... I detest 
and Ben has mixed feelings on. I like it sometimes, but I don't don't think that Unlimited Blade Works did it in a way. We, I can't do this again. Um, I'm gonna already talk about <laughs> Unlimited Blade Works later this episode. Xenoblade Two is like a a more wholesome. No, I almost said wholesome. Is it wholesome, Ben? Is no, it wholesome? that's not what I meant. What I meant is like uh, takes bits and pieces from all everything you could describe as anime BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got horny scenes. They we got have it. battle shonen. We got some we have wild the one JRPG too. plot. <laughs> oh, you love the one JRPG plot. It does, in fact, rule. Uh, no one said let's go kill the architect yet. But I feel like that's common at some point. The twist is, fun that it's the evil team that wants to do that. Ooh. <laughs> um, the, the leader, leader of the enemy team is called Malos. <laughs> that could be a, a, um, a Sith name. Darth Malos. Yeah. Is it? Uh-huh. Is it? It might be. I would I would not be surprised. Uh Darth Icky. Yeah. It's fun to play. Uh, I said to myself, "Hey, there are a bunch of like cool stuff that new game like both uh there are some blades that are only available in new game plus and also uh there are a bunch of quality of life improvements." Should we explain what Xenoblade 2 is about or should we just talk I about it later? I was hoping that this was going to be shorter than it. Ended yeah, up you're being. talking a lot about um, it. Man. Let's let's talk about Xenoblade 2 when we're done with it. Let me just finish this one thing. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just You're in such a mood today. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like blast through the story and I'm enjoying myself a lot a lot. I like the combat, uh, and I'm gonna do a new game plus run, and then in that new game plus run, satisfy my collectionism. I'm gonna get all the unique monsters, I'm gonna uh complete all the quests, that kind of thing. Um and then each yeah and then i i started doing blade quests and it has been several hours i'm i'm on chapter six i think mm-hmm. six out of ten i am 102 hours in oh my god Jen. okay we'll, we'll i will finish that at some point and then we'll talk about it more okay uh Okay, why are we actually here, Ben? Wait, 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 I have one other thing. Well, we're here for, right, I usually say at the beginning, we're here for days 14 and 15 of Heaven's Feel. But, before we get to those... Was that not Yuri Do you have any drinks? Are you (laughs) kidding me? That's preamble to Yuri Tea Time? That doesn't even count as Yuri Tea Time? I'm I'm officially entering us into Yuri Tea Time now. You're really on one today, Ben. I just saw you put a marker down. This is. Yep. I have a, a peach tea drink. Uh, it's caffeinated that I'm going to grab in a few minutes when I start to flag a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. I yeah, nothing yeah. else nice. Yeah. I have a. a... Bleep that, Ben. How much would they have to pay us for a sponsorship? I mean, they're like big. Mm hmm. So, like, a couple thousand? Hmm. I would take a couple thousand bucks and then... <laughs> Fen will do anything for money, much like Yoko Taro. That's not true. <laughs> it's tasty. What? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, it's good for you, but it's tasty. Uh, 
I I have a, a like tea and lemonade mm-hmm. drink that is quite delicious. Love that. Okay. okay. We're here to talk about Yurikuma Arashi. One sec. Fen, we were going to talk about the short things first. I had another thing to talk about. Oh. You interrupted me three times trying to transition into the thing that I was going to talk about. Oh, I was going to do short things last. What are you talking about, Fen? You already talked about Xenoblade for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what else were you going to talk about? Uh, the the Onsen manga that oh I'm reading. God. I watched the 2008 Let the Right One In, the original one. Oh. Uh, it's like Swedish, something like that. Uh, cool vampire movie. Uh, Criterion Collection, I think, w- had it. Uh, pretty good. My favorite scene was uh, early on where this old guy co- walks up to someone in the woods with a cloth, and the guy's like, "What's uh, what's with the cloth?" He's like, "Oh, it's like a, it's like an anesthetic," and then sticks it in his face, <laughs> drags him off, hangs him up from a tree like a deer, and starts draining him of blood while a dog barks at his ankles. <laughs> it's a huh. very weird, like, comedy horror scene mm-hmm. in a movie that's mostly horror, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like waving the dog away trying <laughs> to get enough blood for his vamp- pet vampire his pet vampire let the right one in is about um a uh this weird kid who's bullied at school meeting a girl who just moved into his apartment complex and she's a vampire and she's got like an old dude taking care of her mm. uh and a bunch of bunch of shenanigans go down it was pretty good uh, also has some of the like worst cat cgi i've ever seen uh i don't know that i have anything to compare that to Fen, there's a bit where cats hate vampires sensible okay uh there's a scene where a vampire walks into a room full of like 20 cats okay all the cats start really with really poor CGI, like riling up and hissing. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, this this doesn't look great. But and then they all start shooting at her like rockets. And she <laughs> runs out of the room covered in screaming cats, clawing and biting at her while they just like flap around. That sounds great. Honestly, it looks terrible. It's so funny. <laughs> this is what I mean by I don't have I don't watch enough horror movies to like. Honestly, the last time I I don't know that I could like pull up. Oh, yeah, there was a cat in this movie that I watched. This is largely that I don't watch very many films. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get you to watch more. Yeah. We watched another movie, too. Uh, I cannot remember the name. It was some kind of some Euro horror movie about these like British, this crew of like British dudes, rock kind of dudes going mm-hmm. on a hike through like Norwegian woods. Mm-hmm. Uh and they get hunted down and killed by a uh, giant mm-hmm. that looks like a if a moose had an upside down uh, headless man as its head. That's fascinating. Really cool looking monster. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the name of it. I'll te- uh, one sec. I'm gonna text Heather. She'll tell me the name. Okay. And then I'll just say it when I say it. Okay. While well, we're doing short things, I've been reading. Yumeguri Yurimeguri, which is about... What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. I meant to look it up and forgot. Um, it's good, I guess. What's it about? If you... It's, it is uh, five, four or five volumes. Four. 
four volumes, 54 chapters. It's a four coma about girls who go to onsens mm-hmm. and like like onsens a whole lot. Um, mm. It was called The Ritual. Not as good as Let the Right One In, but pretty mm. fun. Good monster. Um, Pivoting from uh, monsters to... <laughs> uh, yeah, monsters to soft girls. In an own son. Uh, yeah, it it is the, like... It is the brand of horny that you'd assume based on the premise, which is there are a lot of bath scenes. Uh, it does... It thankfully gets away from this pretty quickly it does the one plot that uh (laughs) the the uh yuri mangaka know which is in four coma which is isn't it funny when uh one of the girls kind of uh harasses the other one and the other one is like reluctant and shy and the, the the one girl is like no um mm-hmm. the art is fine it's like fine remarkable but i just don't have anywhere else to talk about like stuff i've been reading mm-hmm. i started it because the mangaka is starting a, a food themed yuri for yuri tea time mm-hmm. uh which i am excited about Wait for yuri tea time for yuri hime wow <laughs> swap names will be yuri hime they can be yuri tea time comic yuri hime um and I was like, oh yeah, I I would check love to out. check out her previous work. Uh, and it is, yeah, it is. As we're gonna talk about in a second when we finally get to to Yurikumarashi, twenty minutes in, uh, only twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, it, your enjoyment of it is greatly gonna depend on how much you mind seeing uh, mostly naked teenagers. Ninety percent uh, of anime. It's, this stuff doesn't even like clock for me. Speaking of Yori Kumarashi, um, but yeah, it's like enjoyable. It's a, sometimes, sometimes, some people they go to to Battle Shonen and they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is the stuff. This is just like I could read all this all day. And for me, that is uh cute girl zoos. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh yeah, I will just like luxuriate in four you know reasonable sized volumes of about girls going to onsens mm-hmm. uh very quickly they add two more girls to the pack uh, <laughs> uh and it becomes a story about like two couples basically mm-hmm. hanging out um fen loves it when girls die and fen loves it when girls have hobbies i like it when girls have hobbies <laughs> i love it when girls die <laughs> die or think about death next time i'm going to try to bring uh, I'm gonna try to get through the two um, uh, first chapters for this month's Yorihime that are about death. <laughs> Excellent. One one of them is about two girls who are undertakers. The other one is about a girl. What a Yuri concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one is about a girl who goes exploring in the woods and finds a girl digging a grave. Great. Yeah. Okay, Yurikuma Arashi. Yurikuma Arashi. What is Yurikuma Arashi? That's what we said we were going to cover, and we watched like five episodes of it yesterday. Yeah, we'd watched the previous eight, seven. We'd watched the previous seven earlier. Mm-hmm. So we did, in fact, watch the entire thing. Oh, I yeah. don't want people to think, oh, yeah, we said we, we were going to cover it. it halfway. Yeah. No, no, no. We watched that whole thing. 
Yuri Kuma Arashi is a little bit of a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed myself with it, though. Yeah. I think I had a fun time. Uh, definitely had a fun time. Is it coherent? Kind of. There are... It's yeah. Really, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this really isn't very complicated, but it's being told in a way that's purposely making it more complicated than it needs to be. You mean the like the the events that happened are yeah. not very complicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um you wanna summarize uh Yorikuma Arashi? Uh or do you want me to do it? You can I can do it if you want me to, but I feel yeah. like I talk a lot, and so you should go for it. Okay, okay. You're worried you're gonna get too into the nitty gritty. As we've covered, I'm very bad at summaries. Okay, okay. Uh Yorikumarashi is a story about a world where there is a magical wall separating uh, anthropomorphi- lightly anthropomorphized human intelligence bears and uh, humans who live in like a normal society. Four more sentences, Ben. <laughs> the wall of severance lies between them, uh, and it is possible to stand trial for uh for the bears to stand trial in front of the the god of uh bears i can't do this you're holding up your fingers it's so stressful (laughs) to take on human form and infiltrate the human world uh nominally to eat humans because that's what bears do (laughs) i guess i should be counting down right this is horrible don't do this to me uh there is a girl, she's human, she's she's going to school, she's in love with another girl uh, who is eaten by a bear, and then uh, some transfer students who are secretly bears are following after her because one of them is in love with her and has been since they were young uh, and knew each other when they were kids, and some like storybook romance stuff happens, a bunch of homophobes show up, uh, a lot of bears get shot to death, uh, a lot of horny stuff happens and uh the two the the bear and the girl live happily ever after <laughs> slash die yes that sounds about right uh-huh. um the homophobes are yeah they're not just homophobes they're they're conformists yeah the main tension of this there's two main tensions of this show there is the the evil bears not all bears are evil but lots of them are uh desire uh to eat girls right yeah to consume them fully uh and like completely monopolize them in the sense of like uh kind of in the sense of like a toxic romance i guess you could say yeah uh-huh. as predatory lesbians uh-huh, uh-huh um and then the other half is the humans who are just as bad because uh there, there is a phenomenon called the invisible storm which is a really cool name mm-hmm. and it is uh conformism like you have to like everyone has to fit into the pack so that no one stands out so that no one gets hurt and if you step out just a little bit we will beat you to death now ben Mm -hmm. you know yeah i love works about school casts Uh uh-huh but (laughs) the main character girl is constantly being targeted by the invisible storm slash tempted into it yeah because she was a lesbian and being a lesbian is is yeah frowned upon by the invisible storm even though it feels like many of them are also just having sex with each other in uh the nurse's office or in broom closets or whatever where no one's looking 
Yeah. I guess the the two that we see in the nurse's office, we don't know that they're part of the Invisible Storm, right? It feels like everyone is part of the Invisible Storm except for this girl. Yeah. Or at least... What's the name of the main characters? Oh, gosh. All right. Let me pull it up. Kureha is the, the main Kureha. human girl. And then there's Lulu and... Um, what is the other bear's name? So the funny... Oh, that's the wrong one. The funny bit is that... Uh, so... Yurishi, yeah, Yurishiro Ginko. Ginko. And Love Yuri, Ginko. Yuri, God, uh, this is far enough away. That... Yurishiro Ginko and Yuri, Yurigasaki Lulu. Yurigasaki? Yurigasaki Lulu mm-hmm. are the two bear main characters. And then Tsubaki Kureha is the human main character. All the bears have Yuri in their name. <laughs> it's a funny it's bit. Funny. <laughs> well, but also the uh, like title, not title cards, like name cards that show up when new characters are, inter- are introduced say either Yuri or bear, depending on if they're human or uh-huh. a bear. Um, yeah. This is a very gay show. Uh, are, there are no, there are the only men are uh, the the judges for yes. the wall of severance. Life, life sexy, life cool, and life beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and they like judge whether or not you're Yuri enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ba- yeah, basically, uh, it, the story is told like very out of order. Uh, in that things will just happen and then there will be elaborate flashbacks explaining what actually happened or like giving us key details that actually explain the motivations of Ginkgo, who's the girl, the bear who's chasing after a girl that she knew when she was young and all this stuff. And yeah, she tried to become human. They do. They are a little like stuffed animal teddy bears that kill people. <laughs> basically yeah uh-huh. uh although some they're really ma- cute <laughs> very cute many of them can also just turn into human girls yes you can turn into a human girl if you've gone th- through the wall of severance and received and, like yuri yeah. approval from the court yes <laughs> which to get that we don't find this out till later you have to give up something important the uh, most important the thing most important thing that's always how it works but yeah if yeah. someone's going to take something important from you it's always the most important um I so don't Ginko, for example, lost uh uh it's portrayed as she traded her uh the girl that she's in love with's memories of her yes. for a chance to be human with her. Mm-hmm. Uh it actually turns out that that girl, the human girl, wished that she would that Ginko would be human so that they could be together and traded her own memories for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm still not sure if it was both of them did that. I think it was the the latter. Because otherwise, just, two it was just Kareha. I think so, yeah. Because, okay. again, Lulu's like, this is just a theory. And then they play it. Oh. Okay. But it's a good theory. Yeah. And then Kareha's like, no, actually, I was the one that did it. Um. Yeah. There's. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> I. So, Utena is the only other. This is directed, created by uh, uh, Ikuhara. Who also did Utena and Penguindrome and uh, a bunch of other stuff that people really like. Uh-huh. And I have generally see people be pretty down on this. I think it's fun. It's uh, like, it's no Utena, which is the only other hard thing I've seen. This is the thing is, from what I understand, again, I have seen this and Utena 
And uh, there are certainly some parallels. Ikuhara, very interested in stories and like, like fables yeah. and like how stories are get told and uh, how they how they influence people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that from just these two things. Uh, but it also the first three episodes, which is I think what we watched the first time we started it, um, feels like he's trying to make a two core or longer show but it's 12 episodes yeah it's very um it's very it's all it both doesn't really have uh, the enough development on the ideas that it is playing with and also feels really crammed tight yes um so it could either have been cut down a lot and turn it into a movie or expand it and let it breathe yeah in my book yeah it is very much like well yeah, this is the the first three episodes are very formulaic, which is like, I yeah. If you're the reason I like one core shows or like twelve episode shows is that they are typically very tightly paced. Uh huh. because uh, that's not a lot of time. Like twelve, twelve, you know, twenty five minute episodes is like that's a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it's when you're telling a story that is that is uh longer than a movie. It, it's really not a lot of time to get you to care about characters mm-hmm. and set up stakes and then like have an interesting payoff for all of that mm-hmm. uh and so typically there are the 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 one core shows that i like a lot are very tightly paced yes and so again the first three episodes being a very formulaic uh like okay there is some stuff is going to happen Someone's and gonna be in danger. There's going to be a trial. There's gonna be a trial. There's gonna be a transformation uh, sequence that involves two girls giving another girl a blowjob. Y- yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then a bear or a girl is going to die. Yeah. Uh, depending. Often a girl pretending to be or a bear pretending to be a girl. Yes. Um, this and is so this, one of the funniest like moments in the whole thing is this part where one of the evil bears gets killed and just like cut to later there's like a little tarp <laughs> over where she's fallen and there's just this tiny little bear paw sticking out from under it it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the whole world um but i say that to be like yeah in a in a longer show something like utena length or even just two cores if you start off with something that is that formulaic mm-hmm. then you get to like play with that as uh-huh. you go along you get to play with the formula and subvert it and like do interesting stuff with it whereas this just kind of like does away with a lot of the yeah more, like it it like it is important to set up the core but that it doesn't yeah it doesn't subvert the formula so much as it is like oh whoops we got to episode four and we're running out of time yeah. uh let's do something else now uh so it feels messy in that uh-huh. way. Definitely messy. Um, yeah, I think uh, let's, a lot of... Yeah. Let's talk about predatory lesbians. Yeah. Oh. So I think... Well, right. So the ending oh. being um, that... So, yeah. Uh, way back when they were kids, Kareha wished that um, Ginko was a girl because uh kareha was getting teased or like mm-hmm. bullied for hanging out with a bear mm-hmm. um wait, wait, wait kareha was getting bullied yes because if they found uh if they found ginko they would fucking killed her yes 
Those kids um, were mean, man. And so Kareha was like, well, if she was a girl, then we could hang out and be normal together. Uh-huh. Uh, and it would be fine. Um, and so, yeah. The ending is that she rejects that and becomes a bear with Ginkgo. Yes. They rise into the sky together as a bunch of homophobic girls fire single shot rifles, <laughs> bolt action rifles at them. Uh, seems like they're semi-automatic given the number of shots and the... <laughs> they do they do the bolt action but then they're still like firing so much in that last scene they also have a laser cannon yeah all of these like angry homophobic schoolgirls running around with these big rifles is very is a very funny aesthetic uh-huh yeah uh, this is the like i i do like it when schoolgirls <laughs> wield wield weapons uh-huh. It's it's a good look. Uh-huh. Uh and I I mean that in the most like yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't actually like it. I wish guns didn't exist in the world. Mm-hmm. But and fiction aesthetically very funny. pleasing. Um Yeah. So a, we see a lot of bears. There's like two other students who are bears and mm-hmm. then the the like teacher that we see they're all like, bears yeah and they are preying on other girls right yeah and it's very very sexualized predatory behavior you know yeah. what i mean um i would argue that the, that's not the only places in which we see sexuality yeah so it's not you could easily take a read away from this where it's like ah sexual love between girls is predatory and the pure you like yuri love between girls is what's where it's at yeah you know what i mean i don't really think it's doing that but i think that you can easily i think up with that it sets up the teacher as being someone who cares a lot about like purity yeah and she's a villain yeah so i think but i think here's, yeah. here's my read generously uh you could say that with the with the way the invisible storm works right we see we see uh, regular schoolgirls engaging in like uh behavior behind the scenes right hiding away and doing stuff and so i think what you could say is that no matter how cruel society is like desire like that isn't going to go away like the invisible storms like uh crack down on everyone around it doesn't stop people from girls from like engaging in sexual behavior with each other it doesn't stop them from wanting each other it just stops them from being able to share their whole lives with each other right yeah. and we, in fact we see bears as part of the invisible storm uh-huh uh-huh they, they behave like, very similarly yeah. yeah well at first it seems like bears are lesbians and humans are not yeah right? yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah which, uh but then everyone's a lesbian actually. i think that would be a cleaner metaphor uh-huh. <laughs> uh even if it's a gross one because again the bears are like oh yeah we need to eat humans uh-huh, uh-huh. kill and eat them um yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah i think that what it's going for is because like ginkgo very clearly uh obviously desires um uh kureha not even just when she goes uh evil bear mode mm-hmm. and starts killing people <laughs> Well, yeah. she's killed a lot of people, mostly Invisible Storm girls, who I guess don't really matter. Um, you go said fuck the straights. You go said fuck straight girls. Yeah. Um, like God, some of the funniest scenes are when she's trying to seduce Kroeha and she's doing stuff like w- like naked apron cooking for her when she's broken into her house. <laughs> yeah. There's a good bit 
a good couple of episodes where Ginko and Lulu just break into Kureha's house and are like, we live here now. Uh-huh. Persistent, persistent. The I have one complaint, Ben. Is it about Lulu? Uh, it is. This is not unique to this show, but the OP sets up the ED, too. Yeah, the OP and the ED set up that it is going to end with a triad. <laughs> Lulu is like uh, another bear who gave up on uh, kisses <laughs> so yeah. that she could follow Ginkgo and help Ginkgo achieve her dream, right? Yes. And she's been in love with Ginkgo the whole time, but not admitting it. She betrays her uh, and like tells uh, Kureha something terrible that Ginkgo did mm-hmm. in order to try and break them up. But... Uh, it seems very much like it very easily could have gone away where they all three were together, but Lulu well, like, ends up going home to be a brocon. Yeah. When slash Kare- dying. When Kareha sends Lulu back over the wall of severance, it that very much feels like a moment where it's like, oh yeah, Lulu's fallen for Kareha. Yeah, right? Um The Brocon thing. You, yeah. You, the, you can't get an Ikuhara piece without at least one Brocon. Lulu sacrifices herself for for their love for their love again, which she's yeah. been doing this whole time. But I mean, like, like jumps in front of a bullet, sacrifices uh-huh. not just the oh, I I'm fine just being friends actually. And then she's at she is at the end. Well, yeah, she's at the end in the same way that they are, I guess. Yeah. Which means that like, okay, it bears feels- aren't lesbians; they're like in the afterlife. <laughs> It's feel it feels very like uh to me it feels very like the ending of uh the Utena series, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, how much of this is real really? Utena's not dead, despite yeah. everything that happened. She just left and Utanthi yeah. leaves and stops yeah. playing the game. So it feels very much to me that Ginko and um Kureha just sort of transcend the like petty like squabbling of the school, right? Yeah. Which is like but also they get shot with single shot. Well, we don't see them actually get shot. We just see the guns firing a lot. But yeah. uh, And kicking up dust as one of a girl who has fallen in love with the cyborg bear that they created. <laughs> the, the Frankenstein bear that they resurrected. Um, <laughs> what a funny way. What a funny ending to be like, oh, yeah. And then the Invisible Storm is claiming that it won. But like. They didn't win anything and like love still is happening and we're going to prove it because this girl is going to find the Frankenstein bear they resurrected and say and like pick her up and bring her home. Yeah. Uh, which is like, again, they should have shown us her uh, her like half human form again. <laughs> yes. Um, With cyborg parts. This is, again, the thing of like, I wish that we'd gotten I wish that we'd gotten more time with these characters yeah. and like more time to develop on the how much of this is story and how much of it is like reality uh-huh. it's an interesting um, bit to set up ginko and lulu as villains at first uh yeah. despite how loving the op is because what they're doing is killing invisible storm members in order to protect kureha from yeah. them because they're kureha's target because she was in love with another girl who died and won't back down mm-hmm. on love yeah so but there's just not enough time. We don't find out what Ginko's deal is until like the second half of the show, you know? Yeah. Even later than that. Which is, there's not that much there's time, not much that time left. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a picture book that uh, Kareha's mom made that is like about their... They name called The Little Mermaid and I was like, yeah, this that okay, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, again, they're like I like it is it is fun to watch. Yeah, um, there's some really really funny moments of like uh 3D animation in it. Yes, like whenever one someone's revealed to be a bear, the the like a voice goes shock, kuma shock, <laughs> and like a big like CG bear paw like flexes its little like claws and like waggles around. Every time a every time the wall of severance calls someone, it's like. Yeah, it calls them on the cell phone, and like their cell phone just rotates in space. Yeah. At one point, someone throws a brick at the girls, and it's just like this CG brick flying around. <laughs> um, All of those moments are really incredible. Most, I like the character design in the show. I will say, uh, uh, I was listening to as we were watching this. I was listening to Great Gundam Project, mm-hmm. um, and M got recommended this show, and just like tore into it on GGP, which is. I would say fair. Uh, I think we said it already, but there are multiple. They're barely not explicit <laughs> lesbian sex scenes. There's a lot of sex in this show. Yeah, there's like the teacher having sex with girls. There's like girls having sex with each other. The transformation sequence again involves uh, uh, the two bears licking nectar off of a lily growing around the pussy of the other girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Very horny. <laughs> very horny show and i would yeah i don't know that i need to excuse that so much as again just all if all of this was a little longer or had cut down on the number of things it was trying to do Uh uh-huh uh i think it would be better op slaps though yeah the op is good and uh i really i really do like the name the invisible storm cool name um, I have heard good things about Sarazanami. Mm-hmm. Sarazan Sarazanmai. Um, there we go. And so that is 11 episodes and it so it feels like maybe this was Ikuhara cutting his teeth on shorter, shorter shows. shows and that he figured that. I've seen out, a few episodes of, of Penguidrum and didn't really it didn't really click with me. Uh it felt, it felt, the first couple episodes, the only thing I remember is that it felt like Ikuhara, well, I didn't know Tenna at the time, but it felt like Ikuhara was like, you know, I've done a lot of bro cons. What about a cis con or two? That's what I remember. <sighs> uh, it does, just from people I, I, uh, who exist in communities that I am in, it has a very high, uh, very, very popular very good show according to people i know so it is uh, just hard to follow up utena i feel like yeah and i mean he, yeah he caught it did a bunch of sailor moon too which is fantastic and yeah which again is like i hope some of the, i really like some of the other knowing stuff. that Kuma i enjoyed but it's not high on my list i guess i would say i think utena is the first original thing that ikuhara did yeah it makes right. sense um but again like coming from Sailor Moon and then Utena is like, oh yeah, dude has a history of very long mm-hmm. like time again, time to explore themes over several episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he like again, I'm glad that he d- supposedly learned his lessons from this and like mm-hmm. made a better show after it. That's exciting. Um I think we will probably continue bringing Utena slaps, by the way, just in case we, we didn't talk about that it in clear. that much depth. But like, damn, Utena fucking slaps. 
uh we will probably i will probably continue making ben watch uh ikuhara stuff oh yeah uh, i like ikuhara stuff so that we can just come here and be like hey remember the that episode where uh i guess utana spoilers skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want them uh nanami hatches an egg <laughs> she lays an egg she doesn't manage to hatch it sorry lays an egg yeah um like utena <laughs> utena's so good utena uh does such a perfect mix of comedy and um serious stuff yeah yeah uh it really just rules okay we can't talk about that too much um, how much how long have we gone 46 minutes okay okay well let's real quickly mention uh, uh hanjuku joshi yes we so was lauren and uh a fan of friend of the show lauren yeah uh who was was our guest at the beginning of this route and is going to be at the end right yeah uh-huh uh mentioned the character designer for the the lead character designer for uh, yorikumarashi yeah. uh what was the name morishima akiko and if you uh have read any manga by morishima akiko and you go look at the girls in yorikumarashi you will go oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting there's something about the eyes i think especially uh-huh. like the way limbs are drawn uh that like just scream it is that girl style it is also the like specific squishiness yeah 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 um these are the these are like among the squishiest girls you have ever seen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Their cheeks you could just like pull and pull and pull, <laughs> like tap going. Uh-huh. The uh, Hanjuku Joshi is like uh, how old is it? When's that from? Uh, it's pretty old. Yeah, two thousand nine or two thousand started in two thousand eight, ran until two thousand nine. Interesting. It's about two uh, girls who both have like uh, gender feelings, uh, like a jock girl and a girl who's really girly, but not will- by choice, basically, mm-hmm. uh, ending up in love. Uh, it's cute. It's like not very deep, I would say. I think the the things that I will say about it mm-hmm. are that uh, it is fun how much it explores. Um, so I would say also it's it is like. It feels like Ikuhara wanted to do horny lesbians. Yeah. And like looked around and was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you draw very horny lesbians. It's like 80% sex scene per capita per um, pound. But I think it does interesting stuff with like consent between women uh-huh. and um, exploring like, hey, what does sex actually mean to these people? Uh-huh. Uh yeah yeah and talking about um it, it gets in in depth in queer desire you know yeah. what i mean uh-huh. and like feeling weird about your your own gender because you your sexuality makes you feel wrong you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, uh coming to terms with the the things you don't like about yourself all that stuff is interesting yeah for sure uh, uh also there's is... a teacher fucking a student uh as the side couple for that yeah <laughs> interesting yeah classic classic yuri though i it's fine for me uh-huh. the, the student is not the yeah or the student is the aggressor is the aggressor and is also graduating so it's yeah. not as bad as it could be i guess this is yeah i think i brought something a while ago that was a student teacher where the teacher was like leering at students at her school uh-huh. uh and 
yeah, they don't go to the same school, but sure was a like, oof, oof. I don't know. This is the great dynamic. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, the girls are squishy. I do think. Uh, what's the name of the uh of the the blonde girl from the main couple? Oh God. Uh. Yay. 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 Uh. Yay has got this face that makes her look chubby even though she's physically not chubby uh-huh uh i wish she i wish that they could just do a chubby girl you know what i mean yeah she feels chubby she's yeah. got chubby energy her mom is chubby yeah uh let girls be chubby there's like a continuation uh called uh moto Han- uh hanjuka joshi yeah uh that comes later enough that they trade uh that all of their uh flip phones morph into cell phones it's modern phones nine years later nine years later it feels very different yeah uh that is like basically just more of the same both of them kind of end really abruptly which is also yeah. interesting the the pacing is frantic i would say uh-huh uh, like Especially the other thing I read recently being a Forcoma, which is very much like Forcoma love to just have the girls be married. <laughs> uh, they like introduce them and then three chapters later, it's like, yes, we are married now. Let's just like exist in stasis and make uh-huh. jokes. Um, so it's it is fun. It is fun reading something that is so frantic uh-huh. uh to like get through all of its beats yeah. but it's also yeah i don't know it's it doesn't have like a satisfying end it just kind of yeah. ends both yeah. times yeah uh i do i do also like how uh so mari and ran are the the student teacher couple uh-huh. and i think mari talks to yae and ran talks to chitose uh-huh. uh at a couple of points of the main couple uh and that that's like a fun it's fun seeing like they are figuring out what they want uh-huh. and so it's like oh yeah they just go to the 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 other lesbians that they know and are like hey how how does this work for you i, I do love uh, chitose's whole family are like uh they wander around their house house like half dressed because it's just a family of like six girls you know yeah. what i mean and uh, uh chitose so thus has no like shyness concept uh-huh. you know yeah it's like a fun bit it there is stuff that happens in it it's like oh yeah girls are not mysterious ether- ethereal being they're also just kind of gross and vulgar uh-huh you know what i mean yeah uh there's a bit in i think it's in moto where uh they go to a boys school for like a tournament mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm and find like some boxers lying on the ground and they're like oh gross at least this doesn't happen to our school and someone uh, chitose texts someone they're like yeah i found some tampons lying around in the bushes the (laughs) other day and they're like ah girl skill still in the running (laughs) yeah the best thing i can say for hanjuka joshi is that after i finished i was like damn i need to like cuddle a girl real bad right now made me feel very cuddly Mm mm-hmm yeah they are hanjuku joshi is like soft boiled girls uh-huh uh and it's like yeah these are they are their texture is definitely that of a soft boiled egg uh, <sighs> yeah I, right. love, I love to cuddle girls yeah love cuddling girls i think that's everything yeah i think that's an hour of your et time again 53 minutes but hell yeah and like we could trim like 
a good three minutes off of that and make it just 50 minutes. Like 15 of that was pre-actual URT time. You're talking so. about Xenoblade? Um, I don't actually know when. Yeah. Xenoblade are like vamping at the beginning. We did a lot of vamping. We usually do that before we start recording, but I like started recording and I was like, what if I just said, welcome to Fate Moon Archive? A podcast about waiting through 20 years of tight moon. And this is where the episode starts. No URT time today, folks. I had a dream when I was napping about us recording an episode. And because as I was falling asleep, I was thinking about like, okay, I have a couple of like small things. I just want to like say a couple of words about Xenoblade. I want to um, talk about um, the Onsen manga. Uh, and I should do that after we've talked about Yuriko Marashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make sure that we have time to talk about it. And so in my dream... We recorded an entire episode and didn't have a Yuri tea time. And it wasn't until I started editing it that I was like, Ben, we didn't record Yuri tea time. We would never forget Yuri tea time. Right. One other thing before we start. God damn it. Yamano Susume. Next summit is really good. Ben, we can't talk about currently airing anime until it's over i know i just need more people to watch it it's so no one is watching it i some people are people are watching it. i don't think many americans are watching it yeah uh it is such a bummer because it is just an incredible it has been five years i think since the last season um he really got into it at the right time yeah well I got into it because people were talking about it because there was a new season. Oh, yeah, but I'm uh, Or new, yeah, new season, yeah. Um, it's really good. There's, yeah, just the... The not vibes the, are good. Not the last episode, but the episode before last, because the next one has aired, uh, has the most incredible lesbian date. <laughs> it's not actually gay, but it's also not actually not gay. It's one of those, you know? It is. And then the ending reinforces that that was absolutely gay. <laughs> what a longing OP. Um, what is a more lesbian feeling than longing, Ben? Murder? Looking at, at the <laughs> audience, turning the knob that says murder, <laughs> looking back for approval. I would say longing to murder. That's a... Damn, I'm going to be so mad when Twitter's gone. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Rip Twitter. Rip Twitter. But I'm different. But you're different. Your Twitter account will still be there. No. Everything else will be gone. It'll just be... If you load up Twitter.com, it just shows a picture of Fen. (laughs) (laughs) You can read just Fen's tweets. That's unfortunate. Because, like, you'd get one every couple of months. It's also, like, as soon as you realize this, you locked your account so no one can actually read it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then, can we finally talk about fucking Heavensfield now? February 13th, 14. Servant Eater. <sighs> what was the last thing that happened? I love Rin. I do like Rin. Rin, Rin's... I have mixed feelings about Rin is actually what I should say. I think the last thing that happened was Sakura burning a command spell to 
right. tell Ryder to protect Shiro? I'm sure that's going to come up like right away, not at the very end of this reading. Uh, Shiro wakes up. He wakes up a little early. Uh, there's no music. There's kind of like a weird vibe, you know? Yeah. Right. Last night, he tried to kill Sakura. That's what it was. Well, he didn't try to. He walked into her room with a knife and was like, I have to do this, and then couldn't bring himself to do it. He considered it. He walked into her room with a knife. That was... that If was he'd true. actually tried, then Ryder would have killed him, Ben. <laughs> he tried to make himself do it. There you go. That's better. God, it's the same fucking thing. It's not the same thing. Attempted murder ben, is not ben, the ben, same ben, as ben. not attempted murder. Ben, Ben, Ben. Ben. Yeah. The next two episodes, we're going to have guests who are going to have us at each other's throats. <laughs> we need to come together now and like join hands and just both of us liked this reading. So let's just not fight with each other. You're over really? there eating a bread pudding, getting hyped up. <laughs> I wish I had a bread pudding. Give me bread pudding. I don't want to. have the rest bread. of those. No, I don't want that. I want something else. I want one of those half moon cookies. My first note is just Rain is so fun. She's getting the hypno and wants to play with Shiro. And I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Oh, right. I need to it's... pull up your notes. I was on the wrong. Shiro... Uh, goes into the kitchen no one's there he starts making breakfast Rin shows up she talks about how the shade took the night off and no one else died today she was like oh thank fuck that's good uh he doesn't want Rin to know he know he thinks that Rin does not know what's up with Sakura yet and yeah <laughs> he wants to keep it that way Rin's like man if this happened every day if it was like hundreds of people every day I don't think I could take this anymore uh Ilya skips breakfast. She's not feeling well. Sakura's in her room still. Uh and then Rin tells Shiro to take the day take it easy today because she's almost done with the jewel sword and tonight they're gonna make it. Mm -hmm. She's done with the framework. So they can go fight Zokin tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh she says that since the shade is here because of the grail, it should vanish if they can finish the war. There's a few ways to do that. The war can time out for some reason. I think it's because it kind of runs out of magical energy. I guess that makes sense. Uh, or all the masters. Weird... Hmm? Yeah. It is a weird thing because it feels like that has not at all been set up as a thing us other than earlier this route, a thing that can happen. Yeah. Like, no one on the other routes is like, oh, God, we got to get this done. Or like, yeah. Grail's not going to be there. Yeah, we get a thing a little later where they talk about how the Grail War usually takes 50 years intervals to get enough energy together for the servants. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's what's going on. Anyway, so they can let the, Gra the war time out or all the other masters can get killed. Currently, there's two masters, Zokin and Sakura, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or the vessel for the Grail could die. And then there's nothing. There's nothing to... to uh grant grant wishes yeah right i feel like it would have to be both of them right what do you mean if sakura died Ilya would just i guess rin is saying this and she's not openly saying that she knows that sakura is a grail vessel okay. right yeah uh shira was like oh damn she knows a little more about the shade than i want her to 
And she's like, oh, but I'm just guessing. Don't worry. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Rin takes water and clothes to Sakura. Shiro doesn't want her to get that close. And she's like, man, you look so fucking tired. Sakura's just going to be worried if she sees you. And this is the part you were talking about. She's trying to... Rin has decided that it would be really cool to have mystic eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's been cooking up some kind of spell to cast on her eyes to give her imitation uh, mystic eyes. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to see if she can just knock him out for a couple of hours or a day. Yeah, and Shiro's like, so how sure are you this is going to work? And she's like, listen, it might knock you out for three days or so. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, you can't give yourself real mystic eyes, but uh, you can you can enchant your eyes. Well, wait, can't you? No. Mystic eyes are something innate to the person. But you can you can make imitation ones, right? Or I suppose you could cut out someone's mystic eyes and put them in your own head. Okay. But there's there is a distinction made earlier on. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought it was just like high grade versus low grade. Maybe they technically count, but I think it's more of a enchanted eyes versus a naturally magical eyes. Okay. There's definitely there's a dividing line. You could never have eyes like riders. Yes. Yeah. For certain. So he agrees to go to sleep and let Rin take care of Sakura for a bit. Uh, he thinks about how much he wants them to be close sisters again, and. Then he ponders their uh, impending attack on Zoken. Shiro wants to defeat Zoken and then wait out the timer until the ritual fails so that Sakura is okay. Mm-hmm. But that just means that Sakura's shadow is going to continue murdering people until the gate closes. Yes. Because they time out. Uh, Shiro mentions that the shadow, the shade probably lacks the concept of death, which makes me think, oh, does that mean that Sh- uh, Shiki's mystic eyes wouldn't work on it? Hmm. If it has no concept of death, uh, would it just not have death lines? That seems like, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, either way, even if it could be killed that way, it probably would make Shiki's head explode. <laughs> yeah. What's stronger, the uh, Arcweed or uh, Grail Mud? Grail Mud. Yeah? Arcweed is like a thing. Arcweed is, is a concept. I guess, but she's also backed by the power of the entire planet, right? She's she can draw on the power of the planet, mm-hmm. but like as long as she can just stab a ley line nearby, she's Grail Mud can't stab a ley line. I think Arcoid would lose. Oh, you be... mean who would win in a fight, not who would Shiki have a harder time oh, taking down? No, no, Shiki has a much harder time, uh, easier time killing Arcoid than this. But you mean who would win in a fight, the Grail Mud or Arcoid? I think it would be a stalemate in that Arcoid doesn't really know. Maybe her uh, real, her uh, Marble Phantasm would be able to kill it. Or at least wrap it up in a way. You know, trap it. Maybe. I was, I'm wondering, would, would Arcoid be able to handle it? Or would it be the kind of thing where it can't hurt her, but she can't stop it from killing people? I think it's probably that. Uh-huh. We never really get enough information on how a marble phantasm works. I also really know. Are they? Are they? Would they fight? Arcweed's good. Arcweed's good-hearted. Crimson Moon probably wouldn't care very much, but yeah, we get a call out to Crimson Moon this episode that made me jump out of my chair. <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun bit. Okay, let's keep going. 
Shiro starts thinking and wondering, very, uh, making a very uh, on-the-nose guess about there being some kind of intermediary between Sakura and the gate to the root. Uh, we know about the Greater Grail now, because Zoken and Ilya were talking about it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that that exists yet. Uh, then, what does he realize? Um, oh, that, that Kotamine knows that the, the Sakura has crest worms and that they're part of the grail. Uh-huh. Kotamine got in there and yeah. fiddled around and took a piece of the crest worm. So Kotamine has known this whole time that Sakura is a grail vessel and didn't yeah. tell them. And so it is time for our favorite guy and yours, Kotamine Kire. Shiro makes a break for the church, Kire. but first we have to do an interlude. Rin is hanging out in her room, which is identical to Sakura's room. So it just means that there's two identical rooms. That makes sense. Uh-huh. It's like a, it's an outbuilding. Yeah, they have... have like guest rooms that are just mirrors of each other. I'll stop calling Sakura's room Rin's room uh, now, but... It was set up earlier that there were two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just funny that they're reusing the background. Yeah. Um, This is good visual novel making to me uh-huh yeah this 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 other one has rinse shit in it <laughs> so it's rinse room she is making some medicines for sakura uh and notices here's shiro leave the house uh and is like fuck that little bastard i told him to take a fucking nap uh she starts to get up but then decides that she should bring sakura check on sakura first she makes this like weirdly specific calculation about how long shiro can run before he has to take a break and is very confident in that decision yeah that like calculation so she thinks she has time to go check on sakura first and what does she find in sakura's room then we were robbed uh she finds Ryder with the covers pulled up to her nose. <laughs> Ryder is lying in bed with her purple hair pretending to be Sakura. Uh-huh. This is so... R- Rin comes into the room and punches a hole into the wall because she's so mad for not noticing this. Yep. Very funny. Um. Yeah. And Rin's like, okay, so uh, you're going to kill me if I try to leave? And Ryder's like, yep. yep. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It's so, Rin's like, you've sunk pretty low if you're, like, lying in bed so a teenager can sneak out. And she's like, you're telling me, bud. <laughs> uh, Rin had some, like, familiars made of jewels, like a jade bird, is mm-hmm. how uh, Ryder describes it, watching Sakura. But Ryder's like, Sakura's smarter than you think she is. She's not as talented as you, but she has the same instincts. So yeah. she was able to easily get out of that. Uh, we saw one of those at the, that Rio Ryoduji Temple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Earlier this route? Last route? I think they're mentioned. Have we ever seen what they look like? No. I want to see what they look like. I just mean that one was smashed at the temple at some point. Yeah. Uh, Every time they come up, I'm like, please, like, give me an interlude of Rin, like, making and sending off these yeah. little big birds. Um, right, yeah. Or, like, are they, like, security cameras? I think so. In the, or sorry, do they back up to the cloud somewhere? Or is it like a, oh, it's just a live video feed and Rin has to like tune in? I bet you she has to tune in up to him. Yeah. Like, 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 uh, Shiro tuning into Ilya's memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's probably something like that. Are they like motion activated? 
Can Rin just get like a little ping every time something moves near one? Some really great questions that I wish would. It's like this is the kind of like uh grounded like little nitty gritty ma- magic shit that I would love to learn. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Ryder's not going to hurt Rin unless she makes a run for it. Rin is doing that thing again where she's like, I can't win this, so I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to sit sit here and wait. Mm-hmm. To be fair, probably a good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, might end poorly if she did try to pull a Shiro and run away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, she tells Ryder that if Math- if Sakura comes back, she's not going to be the same person that they know. And then the interlude ends. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, there's interlude 14-2, <laughs> Heaven's Feel, immediately after that. Sakura's here, or not. Where is She's, Sakura? Sakura is uh, in the Mato house. Oh, boy. She decided to take Zokin on herself. Yep. Uh, she's in bad, bad shape. Yeah. She can, like, barely breathe. Her heart is, like, going into overdrive. Her memories are so fractured. This is an interesting bit where she's, like, my memories are so fucked up that even if Zokin does something horrible to me, I'll, I will barely remember it. So I'm not even afraid anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but Zokin is not here. Yeah. Why isn't Zokin here? This is the perfect opportunity for him to like ambush her. That's an excellent question, Ben. I, I don't know. I know. Uh, because Shinji appears and knocks her out. Yeah, but that doesn't answer why Zokin's not there. Well, he's leaving it to... Zokin's going to say a line about how only Shinji or Shiro could break her spirit. Oh, right. And that's why. He was letting Shinji do it. Anyway, she also says something spooky about how the Crestworm is only a backup for how Zokin has power over her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Zokin is likely listening to her heartbeat even now. This makes me think that Zokin's got a uh, different worm jacked into her. Yeah. Some kind. Because he doesn't really have any other tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my, my theory that has not been vindicated yet. I My theory... I don't get to do many theories in this. Uh, but my theory is that the soul, the worm with Zokin's soul in it is in, in Sakura. Hmm. Biding its time. That's my That was my theory at this point. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Anyway, interlude out. Shiro runs all the way to the church, easily surpassing Rin's weirdly specific estimates about where which intersections he would take breaks at. He just ran the whole way there. You have a, I assume, slightly sarcastic line note about Shiro always overcoming his limitations. Uh, I like this as Rin is underestimating the effect that Archer's arm is having on Shiro. Uh-huh. 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 And how uh, Shiro will keep running till the skin comes off his bones. Yeah. <laughs> but like, really, I do like how much Shiro is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, in the these couple days. Yeah. It's not going good. I just him. mean there is a good reason that. Oh yeah. Like Rin. Rin is like okay, based on how he looks, this is how far he should be able to make it. Uh and instead it's like w- weirdly Archer's arm is having a physical as well as a mental effect on him. Yeah. Seems not good for him. How's Kotamine doing? I love him. Every time the church music starts up, I cheer. Have we done the church music as an outro theme yet? No. We, we might. We, we should, should do, do it yes, this time. This, this time. is a good episode for it. Kotamine is like, hey, man, 
Are you Catholic now? What you come to church for? <sighs> sure, I was like, you knew, didn't you? He's like, yeah, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask. He was his go-to. Um, He calls Sakura a black holy grail. Um, And now we're going to get into some of Kotamine's weirdly specific thoughts on uh, pregnancy and the right to abortion. <laughs> Um, what a roller coaster this scene is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kotamine claims that Sakura is going to have an evil grail baby. And he thinks it would be really funny if that happens and he wants to see it. I so think more than more than just funny. Like, oh yeah. This is like the culmination of uh Kotamine's entire business, right? Yeah. But he is enjoying it. Yeah, he he is going to enjoy it, but also it is like I get the feeling that he would also, even if it wasn't pure evil, mm-hmm. he would be like, yeah, let it live. Yeah, he's very like, his argument here is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he says that it, the Grail baby, which is in ghost form murdering people through Sakura, is not evil because it hasn't been born yet and things that aren't born can't be evil. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you have to let it be born and kill people before you have the right to kill it. Yeah. Or well, or not. Even if it doesn't kill anyone, you can kill it as soon as it's born. This is very, like, classic American, like, uh, life starts at conception, but after the baby is born, who cares what happens to it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, this is why I would say that um, you could definitely read Nasu as having a very low opinion of Christianity. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah. Uh Eight Moon Archive always supports abortion rights, whether or not it's sick as hell. But especially if it is. Especially if it's sick as hell. And especially if it's very funny. Um Yeah, yeah. I I think this is a this is a return to uh Shiki and other Shiki's conversation mm-hmm. in Is that in Kahaku's route? Yes, yes. Um where they're talking about like violence and evil Mm -hmm. it is like yeah can a predator be evil like it's just it is simply trying to keep existing yeah kotamine's whole deal like gets very much into the um especially this episode gets really into the idea that uh something that does not have the ability to feel guilt cannot sin yeah you know what i mean and Uh is in some way purer than humans who are aware that what of what they're doing is evil when they're doing evil yeah which is it's interesting stuff i don't know that it's an entirely like convincing argument the thing is that the people who push that are always the catholics yeah uh who are often wrong about things in nasu stuff yeah it's it's an interesting like conceptualization of evil though is other shiki catholic um he's other shiki catholic that's a great question no but he is uh he is a monster right yeah Yeah. so like the other person we hear talk about it who isn't a monster is cl yeah who sells that that theory strong and uh so does kotamine i mean yeah yeah Mm -hmm. this is again like i don't know that a non-sapient creature can be evil so much as it can do harm Uh uh-huh and the vampires though are sapient creatures yeah yeah vampires can do evil <laughs> yeah right like yumi even just yumizuka the way she suffered from being a vampire while also enjoying being a vampire you know what i mean yeah. immediately uh-huh. like completely destroys the, like, that theory but it's not really it is a teach it is scripture 
Yeah. Not actually anything. I just... There it's are, not a physical... There are two different things happening. Right. One is something that can't think for itself cannot be evil. Mm-hmm. The other is actually anyone who exists outside of society can't be evil, which uh-huh. feels a little less... Again, I mean, like, Otomine is still wrong. The the baby is ghost murdering hundreds of people. Yeah, but not like intentionally. It, again, what I'm saying is, it is, <laughs> it is, it is doing harm. It feels hate and kills humans. Asakura feels hate. It's Angramainyu. <laughs> it's made of hate. Made of all the world's evils, Ben. Let me tell you, fan, a lot of those involve hate. <laughs> okay, so Shiro kind of is not into uh, Kotamine's uh, anti, like, pro life uh, argument, but he is like, well, it kept soccer alive, so in this route, I am morally compromised, so I'm going to just go along with this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think this this might be in a bit, it might have already happened, but like, there's a vibe that Shiro is trying, um, or, yeah, Shiro believes that the shadow isn't Sakura. Yeah. They are two distinct things. Uh, and it's a little unclear, uh, how much that is actually true at this point versus how much it is him just lying to himself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My, my vibe is that it was the the line used to be a lot clearer mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh been eroded as sakura accepts it i mean like yeah rather how it's much like, like... how much that belief is true mm-hmm. in shiro's mind mm-hmm. versus how much it is him trying to convince himself yeah that so kotamine says that the root itself is not full of evil ghosts no no uh, he calls it. He says that its power is colorless. It's not t- uh, dyed any particular way. There's something in the Grail that's staining it with a black corruption. Yes. And then that thing, in turn, is supposedly filtering through Sakura and killing people. Mm-hmm. Shiro thinks about the Dark Tower and his memories. Uh, he gets a mad at the idea of there being and a little Roa type guy. Novel now. What? This the is Dark Tower. Novel now. There's like a little Roa in the Grail is basically uh, <laughs> the vibe. Yeah, except worse. I don't think that if Roa was summoned, we'll get to it. But worse I don't think an that... interesting uh an interesting claim because it it's a lot more. The thing with uh, Angermanu is that it's just so broad that mm-hmm. while I do think it's kind of cool, it's not very scary to me you know it's like if a meteor was falling it's like mm-hmm. i'm not scared of the meteor it's like i'm, I'm scared of human extinction sure but mm. anyway grail is not evil by nature it should have been able to do everything fine until it was tainted mm-hmm. and uh now it's all so this is the thing we got earlier in this game in the other routes that wishes on the grail end up wrong yeah and that's not by nature. That's because of the of Angramanu in the Grail, mm-hmm. which is a later introduction. But how did that happen? So, uh, I think we've gotten during that it was tainted during the Third Holy yeah. Grail War. I don't think Shiro's gotten that. 
Okay. Shiro, once again, realizing that all of his problems come from the Einsburn family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was the Einsburn summoned something bad. Uh, and during it, the Third Grail War. During the Third Grail War. Um, yeah, I think they were desperate, having not gotten what they wanted the first two. And so we're like, well, time to be evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. Right. And then, and then we get why this route is different from the first two. Uh-huh. And it's that, uh, an Einsburn Grail, i.e. Ilya, mm-hmm. uh, can shut off, uh, the, the Grail. Can turn the, yeah, close yeah. the gate. Close the gate. Um, and Sakura not being trained like that or uh, built yes yeah mm-hmm. trained slash built mm-hmm. like that uh cannot and so that's why the shadow showed up this route yes and also normally the 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 grail mud would just destroy the gate the 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 vessel and flood mm-hmm. out right yeah like what happens in uh to with alia and what in happens bait. with uh shiro or yeah. shinji Yes. Kotamina even right. name Kotamina even says, like, yeah, you know, if it was put in a normal human, it might turn into a weird fleshy blob mess. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but Sakura is naturally attuned to this uh, mm-hmm. power. So it's trying to uh, create something new using her. Yeah. Basically. Uh huh. Kotamina mm-hmm. uh, is like the fact that ever since the shade first showed up, Sakura was already evil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's only gotten worse from there. Yeah. And soon she's going to just become her shadow. Mm-hmm. They don't say inversion impulse, but uh, we're getting a lot of inversion impulse stuff. I love inversion impulses. Such a cool phrase. Mm-hmm. What? What you looking at me like that for? Is that what? Okay. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? That was like 20 minutes that we... That we just we just cut twenty minutes of us arguing about inversion impulse. So now we have no idea where we were in these notes. Uh, uh, I do like that. Oh yeah, Hero can sit there and listen to any character in the whole game talk at length and just like let it wash over him. But whenever Kotamine says more than three sentences in a row, he's like, "Let me button through this dialogue. I'm hitting B as fast as I can. Shut uh-huh. the fuck up. Shut up." <laughs> Shiro takes away from all of this. Uh, something in the grail talk that sakura is not at fault yes and it's which all outside of her which i don't is very much not it's wishful it, thinking it is one of the things that kotumine said and is very much not the whole picture yes yeah i think kotumine's positioning is at some point she was maybe uh you could maybe make a claim that she is blameless but mm-hmm. uh, but if Sakura accepts the evil inside of her, or if her mind gives out completely, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, the, the war timing out isn't going to change anything. Yeah. But Shiro's like, I was planning on killing the Shade, but now I've realized that if I do that, uh, the Shade will fade away and Sakura's corpse will be left behind. Yep. Uh-oh. I think you did skip over, there is hope. Um, That, like... Yeah, I there think is, I mean, it talks about uh, abortion for more for, for a little longer. Okay. Um, one sec. Yeah, the only down here is. Okay, you had a note about hope up there. Did I? 
Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The the real twist in this conversation is at the end of all of this like wild pro life chatter, Kotomina is like, but if Sakura wants to abort, I support her. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It's well, Roddy and her choice. Part of what I love about Kotomina's uh like thing here is that he is rubbing Shiro's logic in his face. Uh huh. Shiro was like, well. Sakura hasn't killed anyone yet, so mm-hmm. it's fine to save her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is like, well, this shadow hasn't killed anyone yet. That's all Sakura. It's Sakura, yeah. That's very uh, funny. So the shadow should be born. Um, And then, yeah, Kotomine ends it with, uh, well, abortions are fine, actually. But it has it's the mother's choice. Yeah, uh-huh. He's like, this is, this is funny because it's it's... It's very just funny, but also it's like, ah, yes, Sakura has not rejected this. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the, she's holding it back, but she hasn't, like, actually let go. Yeah. Or in Kotomine's mind, at least. He doesn't He doesn't really have a claim to Sakura's interiority, but that does seem to be the vibe. Mm-hmm. Kotomine wants to protect the monster until it's fully born into the world. Uh, and he says, Shiro, you probably shouldn't be leaving Sakura long, alone for long periods of time. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Shiro asks if it's possible to save her. Kotomine hates this idea, but he does say it's a 50-50 shot. Mm-hmm. What is this shot? Uh, that... Let's see. Oh, yeah. So, if she becomes the Grail and can hold like her, onto her sanity for long enough, then Shiro could use the Grail's power... To wipe out the corruption. To wish for no more corruption in the grail. Uh, and, like, save Sakura. And get rid of the crest for him all at once. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Because he would be wishing for something to get murdered, the grail would have no issue granting it, because it <laughs> loves killing now. Yeah, even if it's killing itself. Uh, However, controlling the grail, getting a handle on it, and making a wish that specific in, like, the seconds that Sakura would have... Gonna very, be really hard. Very challenging. Even yeah. for like a super experienced mage. Kotomine mm-hmm. also says that Rin may be able to use her big sister power to keep Sakura calm to give them a little more time. Uh, although Rin is not going to like the odds of this and is probably going to be reticent to help. Mm-hmm. Shiro tries to get away and Kotomine is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, bud. Really going to be okay loving Sakura after she's eaten all those people? Uh-huh. And also, is Sakura going to be okay loving herself after that? It must be painful to commit a crime and live on, knowing you cannot atone for it. Uh, someone's got to pay for all that suffering, right, Fen? Foucault has a few oh, things. A guy <laughs> named Michel Foucault has some ideas about this. Many, to be clear, many, many, many people I have know, ideas about this. This is like, this is like this is the classic, though. He wrote a whole book about this. Yeah. Hey, go read up on prison abolition. Uh huh. I also need to do this. Reading this Discipline I'm... and Punish is the first time that I realize, like, really internalized that prisons are, uh, f- like, fully to the bone evil. Yeah. When I was in college, evil and useless. Evil and useless. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I know that. I know that arguments shouldn't be made on the basis of usefulness, uh-huh. because then if they turn out that they are useful, then like. This is the same thing about like arguing for workers' rights. Yeah, it it is meaningless on the basis to, of productivity. Yeah, it is meaningless to say, "Oh, you will be more productive if um, 
because then oh whoops actually it turns out that you're not more productive and so uh your argument goes out the window but like yes prisons don't accomplish what they set out to do and are also just at their basis evil yeah it's just the impulse to inflict harm on other people yeah like an eye for an eye just leaves two people blind right yeah that kind of thing basic basic concepts that are surprisingly hard to get across to people it is yeah one of the interesting things about eye for an eye Mm -hmm. is that like oh right those were set up because it was like no dude you can't do more than an eye for an eye Uh uh-huh uh it's like oh yeah if 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 I killed one of your goats. You can't come and kill ten of mine. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Has to be a, a, an equal measure of punishment. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting so, stuff. Yeah. Um, Kotimine doesn't like Shiro's answer. Shiro's like, mm-hmm. um, he Shiro's answer is that killing Sakura to pay for the crimes that she didn't knowingly or willingly commit is not fair. Mm-hmm. to her right and it's mm-hmm. not going to make anyone else feel better i agree with that part right yeah. it's like with the idea of holding tsukikime characters accountable it's like how who's that gonna help mm-hmm. you're gonna tell someone someone that uh their family was murdered by a vampire ghost that possessed you like what is gonna happen there <laughs> that's not gonna help anyone yeah um kotamine is like oh you are not following kiritsugu's path and therefore i'm kind of bored Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he says that uh, uh kiritsugu would kill sakura in a heartbeat <laughs> it wouldn't even be a question yeah and we got i think here shiro's yeah once again is like well not him i guess i'm not kiritsugu yep um he kotamine here is like you're like me actually shiro because i love to have it both ways whatever that means <laughs> um uh, oh yeah, he, he he does draw parallels for them because uh, we've gotten stuff about Kotamine being like emotionally stunted since birth, mm-hmm. right? And he says that Shiro has a similar kind of emotional stunting since his quote unquote rebirth during the fire, mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, right, right, this this line where. Kotamine is like, I didn't think you'd concern yourself with a single person because you want to save everyone. But the thing is that you want to save everyone as if they were the only person you want to save. Yeah. Or uh-huh. I think a different way to read that is mm-hmm. you you don't want to save people. Uh-huh. Or you don't want to save yeah, you don't you don't want to save individuals. You want to save the concept of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, your ideal sucks uh-huh. is because you don't care about people. Mm-hmm. What you care about is yourself uh-huh. and, like, the idea of saving people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's, I think, what he means by you are concerned about the many, but concerned about all as if they were only one. Not concerned about many. Are you not concerned about the many? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so... Right, right, right. Kotamine says that their next thing they have to do is kill Zoken because he's going to keep pushing Sakura past the point of no return. Zoken has a worm that has his soul in it. Mm. Uh, and uh, once Sakura is totally compromised, he's going to crawl it into her and take her body over. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. This is also where I was like, is he already riding shotgun? Is that what's going on? I don't think so. Yeah. You would know. 
but that was that was my theory. So the only way to actually kill Zoken is to smush that soul worm or purify his soul with like I don't know a big gun that denies reincarnation or something like that. Is this where he talks about the sacrament? Or? He talks about the sacraments, I think, in later his, uh, interlude later, but. It very much feels like what he's referencing. There are a lot of Skihime callbacks in these two days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kotamine says that the mistake that Zoken made was uh, that Sakura is just too suited for this. She's too dangerous. She's uh-huh. too hard to control. That's why he called in Shiro and asked Shiro to kill her. Is because he's in over his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kotamine hates Zoken. He's like, I'm not rooting for him. And uh, Shiro ends up leaving to go back to see find Sakura. Mm-hmm. What happens when he gets home? Uh, he has a bad feeling and finds out, of course, that uh, I like the idea that Ryder has gotten back into bed to try to f- <laughs> uh, try to fool Sh- uh, Shiro. But uh, yeah, she's gone. Ryder makes uh, a break for it. Rin's Rin is still sitting hanging out. <laughs> this is so funny because Rin's like, you don't care if I like go around the house as long as I don't try and read the- leave the house. And Ryder's like, yeah. And then we find Rin still in the room. Rin just like sat down and downloaded Candy Crush on her phone. <laughs> and is like, oh, yeah. Rin uh, got Rin's big day off. Rin explains what happened. And Shiro is like, oh, no. Rin is talking in a really weird tone that makes me think she's already given up on Sakura. Uh-huh. Uh, Rin kind of casually acknowledges that she knows that Sakura is the shade here mm-hmm. and has known probably for a while. She says she says something about Sakura being hungry since she took the night off yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiro refuses to give up on Sakura as usual. Uh, he, he says, we can have this argument about the ethics of what Sakura has done after we bring her home and save her. He makes a break for the door, but is caught by Ilya, who warns him that Sakura is no longer the person that he knew, and uh, that she went out to destroy herself. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Ilya says something about both her and Sakura having other selves within them. Mm, uh, Sakura presumably being Angermanyu, and Ilya being, presumably, Justice, who we got name-dropped uh, earlier. So, she says that Sakura has basically become an entirely different person. Why won't Shiro kill her? Shiro is, feels like this question is also about herself. Like, if I was becoming the Grail, would you save me or kill me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He announces that he'll save both Sakura and Ilya, which seems like it's going to be tricky, this route. But, yeah, I mean, there is no Ilya route. If there was an Ilya route, she would be dead as dirt, this route. She probably still is dead, but, like... Yeah. We'll find out. Uh, He says, Shira argues that no matter how much they change, they're still themselves. And that this is all getting a little too philosophical for his uh, himbo brain. And decides he's going to go find Chakra at the Mato house. Oh, Ilya tells him she has to have gone to the Mato house. Yeah. Uh, he tells her to wait up for him, and Ilya just looks off into the di- middle distance with, like, a, a sad look on her face. We get a lot of sad Ilya sprites mm-hmm. these two days. What I'm living. <laughs> I do love. Ilya, the Ilya stuff, this route has been fantastic. Yeah. 
when she start when she came back to Tiger Dojo, I was like, "Oh, was that it? That's the end of the good Ilya stuff." No, no, nope, <laughs> much more. Shinji's here. Shiro. Oh, Shiro What's, leaves. What does Shiro find oh. at the Mato House? Oh, right. I forgot that we got all of this before. We really got all of this before the interlude. Yep. Okay. Uh, Shiro wanders through the empty house. Uh, ends up in Sakura's room and finds um, uh, Shinji's corpse. Shinji's dead ass corpse. Hell yeah! <sighs> Finally, he's dead. It is the thing that I knew it was going to be. Where it's like, ah, uh, yep, he's dead. That's I. I. Th- I think it's interesting to like just show him dead first before getting into the interlude because mm-hmm. it kind of deflates the thing uh i was expecting of and then there's a triumphant moment where he dies you know what Mm -hmm. i mean on the other hand it's doing this like uh and she killed her brother and isn't that just terrible (laughs) you know do you not do you not follow me what do you mean it kind of um shiro does not believe this and shiro is ultimately right about this but uh uh everyone talks about this as being uh sakura crossing a line even more I feel like the interlude makes it very clear that it's not. I mean, she starts laughing and cackling and saying she's going to kill everyone because now that she's killed her brother, she can't turn back. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does like her evil twirling in front of the mirror and says she's going to kill everyone. Yeah. This is where her I mind f- starts to snap, is what I mean. Yeah. I read that as she killed someone and figured out it was easy. Not specifically her brother, but. The thing is, man, is that he is a like the worst person in the whole world. The one person you could make an ar- besides maybe Zoken that you could make an argument that she's justified in killing. Yeah, we don't need to get into too much detail of what happens in this interlude. Interlude fourteen three Heaven's Feel. Shinji is sexually assaulting Sakura, and it says outright that he does this to her all the time. And mm-hmm. She used to fight him or she fought him once and then has been basically passive or a participant in the rape every single time since then yeah uh she makes it clear pretty quickly that uh she is not she says that it is rape every time basically mm-hmm. she never considers this to be anything other than rape which is mm-hmm. not a, a good cl- uh, clarification because shinji kind of is portraying it as uh willing on her part yeah uh after a certain amount of it would be really easy to make it that story Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that they they deny that sakura now having had sex with shiro doesn't want to have sex with shinji even more even at knowing that he's going to hurt her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she tries to push him off he's too strong for her etc etc uh he threatens to tell Shiro everything, which is his uh, his go-to. Sakura already hates how much Shiro knows about the dark parts of her. She doesn't want him to know this. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that Shinji has always been holding over her head. And uh, she stops fighting him because of, because of that threat. But then he's basically like, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 We get a bunch of gross dialogue. And then uh, what happens to Shiro? Shinji? uh sakura kills him yeah he's like shot through the head by yeah. uh shade tentacle right basically yeah. uh-huh there's a good cg of sakura just looking completely shell-shocked uh with him slumped down on the bed bleeding uh-huh and like splattered with blood uh-huh yeah 
I gotta say, if they were gonna do any CGs for this uh one, that's the only CG that I wouldn't immediately be mad about. Uh-huh. Uh, because this is this isn't as gross and explicit as a lot of the stuff that happens in Tsukihime, I yeah. don't think. But um it's still a rough scene. So this is what I mean. Uh-huh. After she kills him, it's like, ah, uh, and then there's a bit of her thinking about like, oh yeah, I, I killed him and I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, only thought in her vacant mind is that it was easy. Mm-hmm. I do like that as like a scary bit, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, it's, it, once you do it, it's, uh, it's not so hard anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she even thinks about how she should have done it a while ago. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, that's not a good thing is what I'm saying. She's happy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's bad. She's the thing is that she's going cartoon insane now. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do like the jaunty version of the nightmare uh nighttime music that plays mm-hmm. when she's wandering around as the shade. This is like like got more energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um she says that uh, she actually, she takes responsibility for all the murders that happened in her dreams. She says mm-hmm. it was her all along. Uh, she cries, laughs wildly, poses Shinji's dead body, uh, and then does a little twirl. And then this is the thing that I don't really get. Immediately does everything Zoken tells her to do. Yeah. Why does evil Sakura care what Zoken says? This is an excellent question, Ben, because I'm pretty sure she came here to kill Zoken. Came here to kill him, hates him so much that the shade automatically lashes out at him, supposedly. Yeah. Maybe that's just not true. But it seems he's scared of it. Yeah. So it seems true. He was the one who said we should be skeptical of anything that Zoken says, right? He's the one who claimed that he can't get close to her because of the shade, because how much he hates him. But like... Yeah, I, I guess. But still, but like, I just, I don't get why she would do what he says. This again, she has embraced like the like, unlimited blade works problem of there being times where there just need to get to the next scene. Yeah, things need to happen, and uh, yeah, it's unclear exactly why she's essentially a god now. Yeah. Uh she could just do whatever she wants, and what she wants to do is listen to her evil granddad. Mm-hmm. I think she, and she even says, I'm not sure why I agreed to do what he asked. Right? But um, I don't think we get any more. <laughs> like, no, not really. Because like, she doesn't really want to listen to him for the rest of this. Uh-huh. She kind of just does. Anyway, she gets sexually excited about the idea of murdering people. Uh, and she wants to kill Rin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene doesn't really change when you censor There are two different options. Uh-huh. There's censor age content, and there's, like, remove mature content. And that turns it into the Rialto new yeah. version? Okay. This really is, I just wish you could toggle it between the two versions. Yeah. That would be a much cleaner and easier way. I didn't do it the other version. Um. I'm guessing it's just truncated. I think it... Yeah, I don't 100% remember. Um, Is it still sexual assault Shinji's doing? It's just portrayed it's the first time he's done it? I think so. I think that's the difference. At this point, it really is like, yeah, you get it. Rialtanua is just like a Shinji who was mean, but maybe not abusive. Mm -hmm. 
uh skirting a line yeah Mm -hmm. just a bad brother Uh um who crossed the line here yeah which does make uh saving him in unlimited blade works make a tiny bit more sense if he's not actively sexually assaulting sakura but also i don't know man he ran through the woods talking about wanting to chop off everyone's arms after failing to rape rin in that route too so i don't know yeah I saw Unlimited Blade Works. It doesn't really change the tenor of that scene either. Mm-hmm. So, interlude out. Shiro is surveying the scene and he's like, Sakura killed Shinji, huh? Uh-oh. This can't be good. Mm-hmm. And then Zoken is here calling out to him through some worms crawling in the walls or something like that. It's like, uh, I didn't do anything. I'm not responsible for any of this. Shinji did it. Uh, he fucked up and died, but you know, it worked out for me. Ha ha. Classic Zoken. Everyone mm-hmm. loves Zoken. He's such an interesting and compelling villain. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> he says the line about how uh, the only people who Sakura like cared about enough to have her spirit broken by was Shinji or Shiro. Yeah. I don't really get why Shinji's on that list. Yeah. Because you'd think Shinji would be in the same category as Zoken of sheer hate. Well, I think that's the bit is that, like, Shiro disapproving of her Mm -hmm. would have broken her spirit. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Zoken thinks that Shinji abusing her Mm -hmm. would have broken her spirit. But... Yeah, he says something about how he may have tortured her too much and made her too strong. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, but this didn't work as well as Shiro betraying her would have. Yeah. Uh, she's only partially transformed. Mm-hmm. And so his plan is to just let her, uh, is apparently to just let her eat herself to death and then take the grail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiro punches the wall, sending a pulse of magical energy through it to kill Zoken's bugs. And Zoken's like, oh no, my bugs, my bugs. Uh, I'm still going to talk for a few minutes, but I'm definitely, definitely gone. Uh-huh. Um, and he blames Shiro for all this. He says, you taught Sakura what it is to be happy, and so it's your fault that she is capable of feeling pain the way that she's feeling. This route really is just Tsukihime all over Yes, again. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of Tsukihime ideas all mixed up. It is... To be, that is a joke. Mm-hmm. There's like, this is very different. Oh, very different humanity. vibes. But but uh, yeah, there's yeah. Sakura there's a is a lot of a lot of ideas that NASA is interested in in horror <laughs> coming back. So Sakura is very much a like uh, a Kiha figure with some Kohaku background to me. Yeah, I would say more Kohaku than a Kiha. The the way she acts is a lot like Kohaku root Kiha. She's kind of a cocktail of Kohaku root ideas. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her like uh wild, raucous, magical superpower murder mode is very red Akiha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it is like instead of Kohaku sending off other Shiki, it is Sakura's shadow doing the yeah. murder. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that Sakura is enjoying it in a way that Kohaku does not. Yeah, Kohaku yeah. is not that person. She's is so the the vibes are more Akiha, who is well, Sakura or Sakura up to this point hasn't enjoyed. Yes, but we're we're entering a new phase of Sakura. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right, Zoken again. Don't listen to anything Zoken says. Says that killing her rapist marks her as indelibly evil. Um. 
And he says that Sokka is going to eat Ilya and Archer's soul along with her, uh, and then open the gate and allow Zokin to reproduce the third sorcery. We know about sorceries. Which one's the third one? Ah, yeah. Do you want to know? You want to hear? No, yeah. I I I took notes on the. The clue is in the name, Fen. (laughs) We have a choice. We sure do, Ben. Does Shiro quickly go home or uh, hang out in the Mato house for a while? The one good bit of this choice is that uh, go quickly home leads to a scene called action best and stick around the Mato house leads to a scene called action worst. (laughs) Does this change anything? Uh, Ilya likes you if you go home quickly. Yeah, because it's like, what what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do about Zoken? He's just a little guy. Mm hmm. Um. Oh yeah, Shiro uh, realizes before he goes that if you go quickly, he's like, "Oh shit, Zokin said something about Ilya and yeah. like eating Ilya. I gotta go go check on Ilya." Mm-hmm. Interlude four four Heaven's Feel. How is Ilya doing? Uh, Ilya's in the yard waiting for death, as you do. Ilya loves to stand places, longingly looking at the sky and waiting for death. This is why Finn likes her so much. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rin and Shira are gone. Ryder has vanished. Ilya is alone, thinking about a big cave underground from 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> this is so funny. Ilya just keeps saying spooky shit about the plot that's going to come up later. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, there are four points where the Grail can be summoned. We've heard this before, but I don't yeah. think we got the full list. Uh, the temple, Rin's house, the church, and the dead park, where it got summoned last time. Mm-hmm uh now it's wrapped back apparently it's round robin yeah goes, apparently goes in a circle uh, it feels like every place okay okay wait I, I was gonna say it feels like every place gets destroyed every time the grail gets summoned but i think that's only since the third like the well, the like the third thing started to go bad fourth uh the place exploded because of everything going on in the grail so before that presumably well, the summoning of the grail was not that big a deal the fourth uh, got exploded because Kurisugu mm-hmm. destroyed the Grail. I mean, the the Grail mud was gonna be there no matter what, right? Maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm not sure. So yes, uh, the temple is where it's gonna be this time. Yep. Um, she says that this is not what the Einsburns wanted. Ilya does not want to get involved. She doesn't know of how to close the gate. Only open it. She says mm-hmm. she can hold it shut. I don't think mm-hmm. she can close it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also says that Zokin does not know this, but Sokka is opening a different gate than the Einsburn gate. Mm. This must—I I assume this is something tied into the third magic. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think the thing is that Zokin's not going to get what he wants out of this, Ilya, even if he's successful. Yes, Ilya in detail later. I think it's Ilya explains exactly what the Einsburns are shooting for. Yes. Uh, the third magic as it turns out yeah but like exactly how they go how they prepare or are prepared to go about it mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah Sakura's just doing something else yeah only Ilya and Sakura know that fact mm-hmm. Ilya fantasizes about running away with Shiro but believes she's gonna die no matter what so it's kind of pointless mm-hmm. uh then Sakura comes back how's Sakura doing uh well 
She's not hostile, apparently, because the Bounded Field didn't, like... She's so hostile. I like the idea that the Bounded Field is so used to her that it can't read her as a threat. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, Or if it it really is just like, well, she's not here to kill Shiro, so... Good, good question. Um, but she's... It's her home, too, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't read Shiro's uh, violent intent as threatening, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, she goes for Ilya, but is stopped by Rin. Rin's prepared to shoot her with her magic, not with gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfortunately. Gun give might Rin work. a gun. Give Rin a bolt-action rifle. Although, I guess we did see that uh, I mean, Gil- Sakura got, like, Gil vivisected. Yeah. Uh, Ilya's like shooting her is not gonna do shit. Go ahead if you're having fun though. Sakura is speaking in her like cool, low, like evil girl tone now. Yeah. Uh, she said that Rin must have known that she was gonna come here and didn't bother to go looking for her. She's just been hiding. Mm-hmm. She says that Rin's looking down on her and it's like, am I really a bad person? Am I? Do I really deserve all this derision? And Rin's like. Yes. Yes, you do, because you left the house instead of trusting us to take care of you. Uh-huh. So you've brought this on yourself. Sakura has much more evil expressions now. She's still wearing her uh, Taiga costume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But her... Ex- the, like, the like suspicious looking over her shoulder thing that was always a transitional sprite yeah. before is, like, is... one of her common sprites. Yeah. And she uh-huh. has this, like evil like has a similar energy to when akiha's got her hand up uh-huh. as red akiha you know it looks a little yeah yeah it looks also wet. she ha- i guess it's in a bit but she has like they look like like henna tattoos oh yeah on yeah. her like chest and arms like a uh, like a squirming version of Ilya's full yeah. body command spell yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah they, they do look very much like temporary tattoos yeah oh Rin accuses Sakura of making the same mistake she always makes, and that if she had just talked to them, ever, none of this would be happening. Sakura says that she doesn't care anymore because she's overcome her weaknesses, and she'll protect Shiro instead of him having to protect her. This is when she gets the tattoos, and she makes a shitty smirk. That's a good expression. Great. Rin backs up, and Sakura's like, ooh, you scared? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The whole like yard turns into a swirling mass of shadows and who who's here fan saber saber altar is back um saber altar has been generally not very interesting yeah aside from the fact that she exists is kind of interesting she's just kind of standing there looking small we got like i would say two cool scenes with her good i'm glad she gets something because so far she's just kind of like a stand-in uh-huh Oh, also her sleeves look so silly. Uh-huh. <laughs> she really does not look like she fits in that costume. Does, is Saber Alter shorter than regular Saber? <laughs> <laughs> All the evil made her smaller. Mm. Sakura orders Il- uh, Saber to take Ilya and be as rough with her as the she evil likes. evil did take away her riding skill, I found out. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I looked at her profile and it's like, riding, none, uh, being evil took it away. <laughs> So interesting. Why? Why can evil people not ride horses? I don't know. I guess not. Uh, well, there's a salter who rides a horse in yeah. Grand Order, but she's she's a the Lancer, Lancer version. Yeah, big titty. Uh, it's gonna be so funny to get to saber. big titty saber. 
Uh, the kind of omniscient narrator that's looking over this says that Sakura has achieved full control over the shade through the combined power of the Mato family's binding magic and her own natural affinity for shadows, the the imaginary element, mm-hmm. which is her attunement, which is the power of the void. Mm-hmm. 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 That's cool. I like that uh, so- uh, Rin's power is basically covering all of the elements of creation and she's the rest, which is the infinite blackness of space yeah uh-huh it's uh, rin sounds impressive until you get to the other side <laughs> yeah so and sakura functionally has infinite magical energy right now so rin's like i'm more skilled than her but I, it's like fighting the ocean mm-hmm. it's like the ocean doesn't know how to fight but it'll still drown you we get a great i think it might be a little bit before this but uh a great line of sakura being like let's play more nason i know you'll get caught in the end but please keep running until then yeah she's very cat playing with her food kind of energy the the last line of that page is she smiles at her beloved sister (laughs) uh speaking of that she does catch rin and covers her in corruption goo and then is like this is kind of hot actually even though we're both girls i'm still kind of aroused by my sister yeah um uh, i mean sakura has transcended petty concerns wild like breathing that. and heated cheeks her older sister is covered with heavy oil exciting even sakura who is of the same sex we get a why is it all in glistening we get a lot of like weirdly straight weirdly like het stuff in these two days uh-huh. there's a thing later where someone's like oh yeah everyone in the world dreams of falling in love with someone of the opposite sex doesn't, and having a family doesn't kotamine say that i, I think that's during I, the, I think it's the narrator oh, right it's the omniscient narrator during kotamine yeah uh-huh still i think i hope that that's not well how that, many that is how many Japanese. lesbians have um nasu well i'm hoping that he's saying it in terms of kotamine's thinking yeah uh, the narrator is like impacted by whoever's perspective yeah. we're in but but nasu also doesn't really write a lot of lesbians who aren't you know no. yeah. portrayed as uh non-normative and evil mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what do we get from tsukihime kohaku and uh akiha's fucked up uh fling yeah but even that that and like, the, oh, the fact that magic Iha is doing what her dad did yes uh-huh but she has to be a woman because she has to be a heroine in the story so uh-huh. um and the fact that magic is like gender coded yeah. uh-huh <laughs> so this is so interesting because like i feel I like Karano kyokai is doing even... more interesting stuff with gender in the first couple pages yeah, even by extra, Nasu has figured out that lesbians exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sakura starts to absorb all of Ren's magical energy and then is like, okay, also I have to kill her because for some reason I'm very convinced that if I don't kill her here, I will lose the next fight I have with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakura is trying to do it, is kind of like struggling with the, the actual act of killing and uh, is interrupted by Shiro. Interlude out. Sakura! Shiro yells. How's Shiro doing? What's Showing he doing? Up. Um, he's going to try to save Rin. Which is like, my dude, I understand that you want to save Rin. This is really the last thing that Sakura wants to see. Is <laughs> like In the world is you running to her sister, who she really has a complicated relationship with. And she just wants you to come to her and be like, hey, hon, how's it going? Uh-huh. 
Could you make dinner for me? Oh, boy. Pull a bath. Fuck <laughs> her in a maid outfit saying like, oh, welcome home. <laughs> Fucked up and cackling. <laughs> welcome home. There's a bath and dinner ready. <laughs> Shiro's trying to pull the shadow off of Rin, but it's like rubber banding back onto her. And Sakura's like, haha, I can be the only one who can take it off. Uh, Shiro wants to talk it out. Sakura does not want to talk. Uh, Shiro, for the first time, feels Sakura being angry at him. Mm. <laughs> he blames him for not helping her and for going out of his way to save every single girl in this game except for her. <laughs> she's not wrong. She's not totally wrong. He's trying now, but she's really twisted about him not having done more for her earlier. Uh... She says that she knows that he's struggling with a moral contradiction over her, so she's going to make it really easily by uh, murdering him so he doesn't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. She whips a sh shadow tentacle at, at him. He somehow throws Rin out of the way and then gets hit. How does he not get killed here? Ryder's here. Oh, I forgot uh, that Ryder showed up this early. Remember that yesterday Sakura said, hey, Ryder, I'm burning my last command spell. You have to protect Shiro no matter what happens to me. Mm -hmm. Well, Ryder's here to protect Shiro no matter what happens to Sakura. This is an interesting thing because later on Ryder's going to be like, oh, you got fucked up earlier and I didn't help because I refused to help you when Sakura is the one trying to hurt you. But she did it here. Yeah. Um, Sakura says she doesn't need Ryder's soul to be complete because of the bonus soul that she got. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's planning on eating Ryder and turning her into an altar like she did to Saber. Uh-oh. That's not good. Could she even do that? I feel like Ryder's already evil. Wouldn't she just be her? <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah. How do you invert yeah. her to be more evil than Medusa? You know what I mean? Yeah. Medusa's kind of like an innocent monster kind of situation for sure, but I think she's evil aligned already. If Gil can't be turned evil, then... <laughs> yeah, then Sakura, or then Ryder probably also can't. Ilya's here. Ilya And is, is like, here. Sakura, you're just throwing a tantrum. Let's go. Uh-huh. Uh, you can take me? We'll get out of here. Ilya says she will bring her, in exchange for not killing Rin and uh, yeah. Shiro and Ryder here, she'll bring her directly to the formal dress. Uh -huh. did, did we get the name of the dress of heaven in another route? I don't think so. Maybe. I like uh, the dress of heaven. That's yeah. a cool title. Uh-huh. Or, right, yeah, we did get dress of heaven in another <laughs> route. We haven't heard. You know. We haven't seen it either, have we? No. I don't know that we see it. I've seen, in a, there's a CG where Justice is wearing it. Yeah. But right, yeah. we only see the, the big hat. Yeah. Pretty much. Sakura is willing to pull back because she doesn't want to dig through the castle looking for the dress herself. She knows that Ilya is kind of like tricking her. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's really not going to be that hard to find. But she doesn't really care. Uh, she says that if she sees Shiro again, she's going to kill him. Yep. She seems not happy about this. But mm -hmm. it's more like stating a fact than an in intention. Mm-hmm. Ilya says that she had fun, and she says goodbye for one final time, and they leave. Um, Saber stops uh, Shiro from trying to get in their way and dying, and says that uh, he's he's fucked. He can't do anything about this. Mm -hmm. She also threatens to kill Shiro, and Shiro collapses like a sock puppet. 
with no hand inside. Yep. That's the end of the day. They say puppet with strings cut so many times, especially in this route. I, I almost started a counter. I think this is like the third time. This is, uh, uh, oh God, I don't remember like an the translator's name. Uh-huh. But uh, I have heard there are other places where he uh, translates the same word the same every time. Uh-huh. Whether or not it makes sense in context. <laughs> Very funny. February 14th, 15, limited. You're telling me these blade works are limited? No, the Heavens Field Fuck is limited. You. Limits your blade works. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything but that. Shiro is, um... It is 5.30 and I'm very sleepy. I know, we can do this, we can do this. Um... <laughs> There's like a narrator accusatively talking to Shiro here. Yeah. It well I feel it's like second person. Yeah. Yeah, it's which, which right, right. The yeah, game is in second person. To, yeah. But it does feel very much like Shiro's being scolded by someone here. The game is in first person in Shiro's perspective. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. It's, this is second. This is second person. As if someone is scolding Shiro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Saying that the moment that uh he lost Saber is said him in said all this in stone. Yeah. yeah. Shiro reviews the 10-year-old disaster, his wish to save everyone, Kiritsugu, 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 um, his arm that he borrowed, his borrowed archer arm is eating away at him as punishment for him turning his back on his dream. Mm -hmm. He thinks about cutting it off. He thinks about Ilya and her final goodbye. He thinks about Sakura. We get a choice. Fen, what is our choice? Uh, do we give up or go save Ilya and Sakura? Let's give up. Let's just give up. <laughs> I'm sure that that's not a bad end. <laughs> Tiger Jojo, 36. Shiro feels his strength fail him. He can't picture the future, and he lets go of all hope. This is a bad end, not a uh, dead end. Mm -hmm. So, because he doesn't die here, but no. he doesn't he get just, out of bed. Yeah, He's just got depression now. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Dojo, 36. Little Shiro. <laughs> The little Shiro doll is drifting out into space while Taiga and Ilya beat the shit out of him for being a coward. Yep. Ilya is especially hurt that we did not go to rescue her. Yeah. She didn't get a route, so the least that we can do is go rescue her. There are four dojos remaining. That's We're it. Really in the home stretch. Uh, they encourage us to make a sprint for the end and not to fuck it up anymore. Mm -hmm. We still have to 100% these, so I will not be listening to that. Yep. There is a good reason to 100% them. Yes. If you like... Tiger Dojo? If you like the plus disc, you should oh, 100% yeah. Tiger Dojos. I love plus disc. Kagetsu Toya can die in a hole, but plus disc? There are good you... parts of Kagetsu Toya. You're not wrong. But... People like Red Demon God. Is that the one that's about... Yeah. Uh, about Way his more dad. than we do, but... Who likes that shit? I guess people who like uh, Battle Shonen. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, is that I intellectually understand. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, damn, Fen really hates Battle Shonen. I'm like, yeah, I intellectually understand 
that there are themes in Dragon Ball and, you know, Hunter Hunter and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's just that... I just don't vibe with they're, it. They're paced the same way a JRPG is, but a JRPG I get to play with my hands and enjoy it. <gasps> a Battle Shonen, I have to sit through like 17 chapters of just fighting, and I'm like, I don't yeah. care about any of those. If you vibed with it more, you're willing to sit through so much of girls sitting at a table talking to each other because you just yeah, vibe with rules. it better. <laughs> That's good, actually. I did like... I, I rewatched Dragon Ball Z a while back and I did like it, but it's I'm definitely sure not that, like, like, my thing, you know? Once I finished it, I would be like, yeah, it's like a three-star show. I would rather sit through Sailor Moon again than Dragon Ball Z. I would sit through Utena right this instant. I would watch Utena, uh, like, right now, fan. Let's pull it up while we're playing. Yeah. While we're watching. While we're talking. While we're talking. talking. Okay, we should. We need to save Sakura and Ilya. Ben has written save. down save everyone. That is not the case. It is just Sakura and it's Ilya. Exactly that's, Sakura. The, that's the entire thesis of this route is... Everyone, I can't save everyone. Them, but to, yeah. I mean, he's going to try and save Rin too if he has to. But I, at this point, he just doesn't think Rin's in danger in the same way that he is. Rin's not in danger the same way he is, or the way the others are. I don't know. Rin is a symbol of everything that uh, Sakura was denied, so I think she's in some danger. <laughs> she's in like metaphorical danger in the way that like all of us could get hit by a bus, except for the bus that has it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Except the bus is your adopted out sister who hates you. Okay. She's in danger the way that, like, the president of any... The leader of any communist country is kind of in danger. She doesn't have an army. She's just a girl. The bus is chasing her. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Save Sakura and Ilya. Shiro gets mad at the idea of letting these people die. Who cares about? Pops awake and sees... Kotumine Kirei. Everyone's favorite guy. Shiro is like, what are you doing here? And Kotumine responds, that is my line. You and Rin were abandoned at the door. I wanted to leave you two since you made a rather ugly pair as abandoned children go. But you were also dead on your feet. Had I done nothing, there would have been two dead bodies in front of my church. A church that cannot afford that image. So I had no choice but to treat you. Kotomine's <laughs> fucking Yelp reviews. Kotomine never misses. <laughs> I can just picturing his Yelp page. <laughs> I saw some dead kids in front of the church the other day. One star. <laughs> oh, Kotomine rules. This is. I gave one if, of my kids up for. Uh, 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 for I came to get, like adopt a kid, and <laughs> they were just skeletons in the basement. One star. <laughs> do not recommend. Do not adopt a kid from here. Um, this is why I love Kotomine. It's because Shiro literally wakes up and is like, "Where am I?" And Kotomine is like, "Ah, I had a whole like." paragraph of dunks available and like ready for you when you woke up <laughs> it's so funny okay uh it's 3 a.m it's yeah it's 3 a.m and uh Ryder must have dropped them off here. yeah apparently that fight took place at 3 p.m yeah previous day so sure has been asleep for 12 hours he got it off easier Which, than Rin, apparently. As Rin said, Shiro desperately needed that sleep. That's true. 
Rin has been brought back to her house to rest near the ley line under her uh, place. Her ancestors were vampires. Well, she Kotamine says that the ley that ley line used to belong to vampires, so he buried Rin near it <laughs> in order to help recover her energy. Shiro. I'm pretty sure that means that her ancestors were vampires, Ben. She's magically attuned to uh the this like vampire her, shit. Her ancestors are vampires. Is this the closest we've ever gotten to true ancestors come from the moon originally? Is Rin's got a vampire ley line and I buried her next to it? Yeah. Shiro's like, I really hope that that wasn't a literal use of the word bury. <laughs> it's so funny. But he's not going to question it. He, uh, Kodumine, uh, hiding a shovel behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, cut to, uh, the Tosaka basement, and there's just, like, a little straw sticking out of the ground. I was just thinking of, like, yeah, there are, like, a couple of little pipes to give Rin, uh, fresh air, but... Um, Shiro leaves the church. Uh, he thinks about his situation. Uh, he like ponders how bad things are out loud, mm-hmm. and Kotamine, who is following him, starts giving like peanut gallery responses to everything yeah. he says. Kotamine comes out dusting some dirt off of his robes and is like, "Ah, oh, yes." Every time I see Kotamine out of the house, it's like the funniest thing in the world. Uh-huh. Uh Kotamine is like, "I would also like to help Ilya." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He's he says that he wants to get back at them a little bit for killing all of his servants. Mm-hmm. He had two. Yeah. No wonder he's frustrated. Uh do we accept Kotamine's help or do we refuse Kotamine's help? Uh we should refuse. That's the other bad end we're covering, right? Yep. Um Let's see. Yeah. Let's let's talk oh, about right, this. right. And then go back and do. Yeah. Shiro says he can't trust Kotamine. Kotamine, instead of just killing him, is like, okay, you do you. I'm going to go drink some wine or something. Take a bath. Since Shiro is alone at 3 a.m. in the morning and is, despite all appearances to the contrary, this route, uh, still a high school student, mm-hmm. um, it took him a while to find a cab. That's very funny. That would take him out into the forest like an hour outside of town. Yeah. Uh, He thinks about losing an arm last time he went to this forest and hopes that's not uh, Mm -hmm. indicative of how he's going to spend his time here this time. He gets to the castle, Mm -hmm. climbs a tree to get through a second floor window. Uh Uh-huh. He senses Sakura's magic on the first floor, goes looking for Ilya above. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he finds the way to the room where Archer was holding uh, Rin hostage in Unlimited Blade Works. And it's apparently a storage room. Yeah, it looks like a storage room. Who catches him? One of Ilya's maids, Sela. Sela, the angry one. Yeah. She's grumpy. She's like, Ilya doesn't want to see you. Go away. You're going to die if you stay here any longer. Shiro gets this weird feeling that Ilya and Sela are very closely related. I think we know that Ilya is a homunculus now. I think yes. we could make we could draw this uh, pretty easily. I feel like at some point her maids were referred to as homunculi. And eh, maybe sense. that's not the case, but yeah, they're all just different models of Ilya's. Yeah. Uh he tells Sela that she must understand more than most people how important it is to get Ilya out of here, and she's like, "Yes, I agree." You're too late to actually pull that off. And then Assassin throws a, his first successful knife in the game at Shiro yep. and kills him. We talk a lot about Saber losing battles, but like Assassin out here 
trying to assassinate anyone and everyone and just failing at every turn. Assassin loves to pose tells. <laughs> Actually, Assassin had a good track record at first. Did he? He killed Lancer and then Sher uh, Saber. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, now a uh, fake assassin. He, technically, he did not kill. No. Or it's a little unfair if uh, you are, are born inside someone and burst out to count that as an assassination. It's not really a reliable. Really, that's method. the most uh, assassin. You're just w waiting there for years and years for your target to grow up just so you can kill them when they're. That feels like a JoJo villain. A, like a JoJo villain at some point has been born inside of their target to uh -huh. kill them from within. That does sound like something that would happen in a Tiger Dojo 37. Um, uh, Tiger and Ilya are like, well, you should, uh, you should accept wait. help where it's offered. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. I got totally confused for a second. Except, uh, uh Ilya's like, well, what about Caster and what about Shinji? Could you team up with either of them? And Tiger's like, ooh, ooh, consider the personalities that we're talking about here. No, no, no. You can trust Kotamine more than those two. Uh-huh. There's also a joke about, like, uh, those two didn't offer their help also. Ilya said, like, makes a joke about them being considered roots where you team up with Shinji uh -huh. and save Shinji and uh, a Caster root. And Tiger says that they were rejected and we shouldn't talk about them. That feels like rejected in the plan planning stage, stage rather than like, oh, there's clearly parts of an Ilya route that got folded in here. Uh-huh. Uh, not a, uh, yeah, in a, in a way that is like, oh, we, ha we had started scoping this out mm -hmm. and like writing it and then we realized we don't have time for yeah. that. Okay, we should cut back. Pair up with Kotomine. Let's get dad to drive us to the party. <laughs> Shiro Kotamine shippers, shout outs. Shiro Kotamine shippers, I don't see it. Today Kotamine, really doesn't sell you one. Shippers? Yes, I get that, I guess. But like, they would make a great buddy cop movie. Kotamine and Kira? Or uh, well, either Kotamine of them, really. And, and Shiro? Or? Uh, Kotamine and Shiro, great buddy cops. Shiro's the young upstart cop. Kotamine's the one who's kind of given up on the like, cops can do anything, right? You know? You're just giving reasons why it's a good ship, Beth. I don't <laughs> think it's a good ship. <sighs> uh, I am, ironically, on this podcast, I'm more into BL than I am in real life. <laughs> but, uh... I know, our Arihiko Shiki shipping. Yeah. I don't actually think that they wouldn't make a good couple. No. But I can see why people would ship them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I still don't really get it. No, I get it. I just like, I'm like, ew, no. Problematic age gap. Problematic age gap. That's normal for girls, but. <laughs> okay. Tragically normal for boys. Kotamine is a big adult man, and so he's able to get a taxi easily, even though he's transporting a child at 3 o'clock in the morning to the forest. Yeah. He tells the driver, wait here. Only one of us might make it back, but if that's the case, just get back to town as fast as possible. Uh, he does say, yeah, right. He does say if Shiro is the only one to make it back. That's bad. <laughs> he's like, that's bad, and you should get Shiro back to town as quick as possible. He also doesn't call Shiro by name. He says the boy, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And then, uh, okay. presumably not right in front of the cab driver, Kotamine passes Shiro something. What is it? No, they just pull up the trunk, and Kotamine is like, hey, Shiro, here's a black key. No wonder this guy fucking drove away the second <laughs> they were out of eyesight. A priest is, like, waving a sword around. <laughs> yep. What, what are you guys coming out here for? Oh, uh, hunting. <laughs> it's hunting season. A black key. A black key. I love black keys. They're so cool. They're very cool. I love the stupid and practical way of holding them in your knuckles. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Well, I, lo- I also love that Shiro just doesn't get it. He, like, holds it and is like, it looks like a sword, but it feels like an arrow. What That's am I supposed cool... to do with this? Yeah, it's a ranged weapon, Shiro. Yeah. You don't fight with it uh, as, like, a regular sword unless you need to. Yeah. But Shiro does not understand. Because when you're using black keys, you're fighting things that are too strong to clash with. Shiro doesn't have tens of years in the church teaching him how to use these cool ass weapons when we get the status screen ups- updated on this uh on the black keys uh i i totally i think i may have known this at some point but when they're carrying them around there's no blade this is how uh, cl has infinite of them she's only carrying on the hilts you manufacture oh. the blade with magical energy in order to use it huh so this is how she always has like hundreds of them huh Mm-hmm. that's so cool <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool <laughs> well it's not magic ben it's sacrament yes yes that's true it is a holy sacrament not magic i do yeah you could i don't know we might get clarity on this from a future thing or like a material book or something but i do like that at the very least the church thinks it's doing something different than magic uh-huh. even if it is ultimately magic it is definitely i don't know that it is yeah, you think it's something different? I think it might, like, yeah, there might be some powerful being, being called God that mm. is bestowing the church with power. That's an interesting idea. But, like, even, like, the seventh holy scripture is powered by a unicorn ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. He says that uh, Kiritsugu loved guns. <laughs> Uh huh. So he would give Shiro a gun, but he only has submachine guns right now. <laughs> well, why does Kotamine have multiple submachine guns? And also, if that's what he has, why is he not interested in using them? I guess. Yeah. Uh, bullets can't hurt ghosts. <laughs> this is such a funny scene. And also, Shiro doesn't know how to use firearms anyway. So that whole digression about all the guns Kotamine has is moot. <laughs> He's doing this on purpose. After this, Ben. With Shiro. Ben, after this, you really don't see why people ship these two. I don't forget the shipping, but they're so, it's so funny. <sighs> so he gives him a sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that Shiro should be able to use strength on it and get it to a level where it could fight servants a bit if he can hit them with it. Yep. If he could at least hurt them. And he's like, now, make sure that you never, ever get in a position where you have to use it, because you'll die. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kotamine is not carrying any weapons. We know that code has. Black keys in it? Like, hell yeah. Yeah. If CL has taught us anything. It's bristling with weapons. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wouldn't... I would be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be that surprised if Kotamina just, like, pulled out a 
a cannon from his back pocket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. They make their way to the mansion. Shiro remembers the way from when he when Ilya showed him showed mm-hmm. it to him. He says he's like trying to make a plan to save everyone. And Kotomi is like, Are you still trying to save Sakura, you little dimwit? Mm-hmm. He says to focus on saving Ilya and uh, that he's not going to be able to do everything he wants to do here. He should wait for, to have better positioning before he tries to take on Sakura. Yeah. Kotamina is like, if I have to fight Sakura, I'm running for it because I will die. I have yep. no interest in fighting. Kotamina starts talking a bit about the nitty gritty of what Sakura is now and what the shadow is. All of this stuff about um, it not being born yet. Blah, blah, blah. If it is born, he says it'll be a separate entity from Sakura and she will no longer be corrupted by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that this is this is a, a, a challenging thing. The reason they can't really abort it is because it's not physically in Sakura. It's in the Grail. Yeah. So <laughs> you need to get to the Grail, I guess, to actually kill it before it's born. Yes. Kotamine finally explains to Shiro the concept of the Greater Grail and the Lesser Grail. Um, or yeah the game just calls it the holy grail and the greater holy grail yes i like greater greater grail and lesser grail is way more clear to me because it often says the great holy grail and then just says calls it the holy grail and then says the holy grail for the other one too i think it always it always says great when it means great i feel like maybe i'm wrong i feel like it's just a little scattershot or so i'm gonna call them greater and lesser because it's, it's just clear in japanese it's just holy grail and big holy grail <laughs> very funny i think le- lesser grail is how they describe it yeah. in other in like official translations yeah i'm, ca- I'm not calling them maguses either so yeah so the greater grail is the origin point for the ritual of the holy grail war put together by the three families the lesser grail is Ilya, or in this case Sakura, a vessel prepared for each individual war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kotamine has a guess as to where the greater grail is, but doesn't know for certain. Rin probably knows the actual location. Because mm-hmm. the, the Sakura helps set it up. She doesn't seem to know anything else about how the war works, so I don't know why she would know that, but... I, it probably written down somewhere in her house is a little note saying... Yodoji Temple. It took her too Yodo long. Temple. It took her too long to fucking translate the to like break into her father's will, which had scribbled down the entire purpose of the ritual. But uh-huh. she like didn't get that far in reading it. She just picked up the pendant and walked off. Mm-hmm. Zokin doesn't really need the Greater Grail for his purposes because he's not trying to reach the root. Apparently, he can just get what he needs from Sakura and Ilya. Mm-hmm. However, um. Kotamine wants all of this to f- end with the birth of the monster, so he doesn't really want to help Shiro destroy the originating magic circle. Mm-hmm. He says that Zokin has a, a wish and he doesn't. That's a big difference between them. Shiro's like, no, no, you want to control this big monster. And Kotamine's like, are you kidding me, man? It's going to kill me the second it's born. Yeah. Just like everyone. Yeah. Um, Shiro's like, you're... you're- you're wild uh-huh <laughs> just you're yeah. yeah he hates all of this he's yep. like i don't understand you at all why are you trying to create something that will just kill you instantly uh-huh Inter- shiro's miserable shiro is miserable interlude i'm happy i love to see shiro miserable that is fun 
Interlude 15-1, Heaven's Feel. How's Sakura doing? Sakura's doing great. Well, okay. She is in incredible pain. Um, And, uh, yeah, right. Her her tentacles are destroying the castle. I love this, like, lo-fi animation thing where they have a CG of the tentacles on, like, a gray background. Yeah. And so their transparency putting them over, like, cuts of different pieces of destroyed Ilya house. Yeah. With, like, a crashing noise to represent her smashing stuff up while little bits of scenery, like, drop down. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's very good. I love that shit. <laughs> it rules. Visual novels are great, actually. She is almost fully transformed, apparently. She's in enormous pain. Um, she's a deep sea monster. So being on land is like being in a vacuum. Yeah, she's, there's this great bit about how she's in, she's in physical pain. Normal for Sakura's. But now she's in the metaphysical pain of not being allowed to exist. Uh-huh. Which is very fun. It is, yeah, something about her merging with uh, Angramanyu. The world... As we've said many times, the world has a will, and it, and it is like, us, yes. yeah, and it is like, no, that thing shouldn't exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, yeah, it is uh, love mad shit. at Sakura. I love the, her like ragged breathing over every mm-hmm. bit of this scene. Cut to Zoken having a casual chat with Assassin while standing just outside of Sakura's range. Yep. Uh, he's really like a kid who's leaning over the lion pit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh, like a really delicious looking kid. Uh, he says that it's going to be really easy to push her over the edge and make her into the perfect vessel. Assassin's like, then why don't you just fucking do it, man? You keep saying this. Like, I'm getting real worried that something's going to go wrong here. Um, there is a complication to Zoken's plan. He can't just have her Sakura eat Ryder and Archer. Because Saber and Berserker are both still alive. Yeah. Their souls are not technically in the Grail. They're being stored in the Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, phys- the, yeah, they're like incarnated. They're mm-hmm. like alive still. This is... Uh, Zoken suspects that Sakura did this consciously to stop him from having full control over her. Uh, but unfortunately, she has to drain a lot of magic from the Grail to keep them alive, which is just further uh, clogging her up with the corruption from the Grail. Yes. Zoken I can't tell if this is meant to be Zoken is a dumbass mm-hmm. who thinks that he's one. Yeah. I think or if he's just putting on a face of like, oh yes, of course everything's in control. Uh-huh. I really hope things go my way though. The thing that I'm getting here is like Assassin is kind of the like uh audience stand-in for this scene, right? Because mm-hmm. Assassin's like ki- talking to Zoken, like, hey, why don't we just do the stuff that we need to do to finish this? And Zoken's like, haha, I'm having so much fun watching this child be in pain. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And Assassin's getting increasingly like oh this is not gonna work out for us is it Uh like he he is reveling in this too much he thinks that he is one oh and he's not taking any of this seriously yeah so you're you're i'm I'm in the camp of zoken believes that he's one okay i don't think zoken thinks for a second that anything actually isn't going his way until literally someone has a knife in him right okay because this is like um when he was like playing with Shiro in the temple when Saber died and like the the bad end when Shiro rushes him and he's like, oh shit, I thought you might actually get a hidden on me at the very end there. But mm-hmm. he doesn't actually believe it until he's the like, haha, I'm a genius. 
Oh no! <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh huh. I don't know what Gundam that's from, but that's I was Gundam. just thinking, like, oh, we'll One watch that we'll at some that. point. Yeah. Or we won't, because it's from a bad series. But... Zogan says that he can kill Sakura at any time, so he's not worried about losing control of her. Uh, Assassin's like, if Sakura fully loses her mind, her defensive instincts might just lash out and kill you. Mm-hmm. And Zogan's like, no. Even if that happens, she'll somehow just be even more a perfect vessel for me than before. This also, I guess we didn't, Zokin doesn't know that Sakura got chopped up real bad Hmm. and managed to survive, right? He's listening to her heartbeat somehow. Presumably he knows everything that's happening to her. Then why does he think he can kill her? I think he's really just like a 500 year old brain rotted worm man at this point. Zokin does some more monologue uh, and is like talking to say, uh, Sakura as if she's talking back to him. Mm-hmm. Assassin gets kind of uncomfortable and it's like, listen, why are you letting Ilya wander around the house alone? I want to go check on her. Zokin doesn't think that Ilya has the capability to resist them because she just wants to open the gate. That's what yeah. she exists for. And then Assassin, uh, oh, and he also is like Shiro and Rin, are they've given up for sure because they saw how cool and strong Sakura is. Uh, what a, what a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. Assassin feels the, them approach and goes running to intercept them. Um, and then Zokin orders Sakura to kill the intruders. She does. She orders uh, Berserker and Saber to go after them. She tells Berserker not to kill Shiro, but then it's like, uh, but he might do it anyway because he can't tell who Shiro is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Evil, evil. Now, Fen. Yes. How does Shiro and Kotamine's uh, castle break-in plan go? <laughs> Kotamine is so funny in this scene. He's like, well, we really should break in through a waterway. What waterway? <laughs> but we don't have time for that. What? Why did you bring it up then? Shiro's like, wait, okay, there's a tree right there. We can get into the second floor really quickly. Kotamine is like, no. Good news. They're not taking us seriously. Ilya's on the fourth floor or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you know how to free climb, right? Uh-huh. Kotashiro's like, I've never seen Kotamine having this much fun before. Uh-huh. Kotamine starts scrambling up the side of the wall. Like, if you can't do it yourself, just imitate exactly what I'm doing. I know where all the hand holdings are. Is Kotamine in like a mountain climbing costume at, a, at like a free climbing gym? <laughs> Uh, Shiro is incredibly impressed by Kotomine's skill. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, wow, this is really a lot of work. I'm so like, yeah, he's like, this is very cool and also very annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. yep. Kotomine so, gets really into, like, the concept of how free climbing works. Which uh-huh. makes me think that Nasu either admires it or does it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, they get to the third floor window, right? Mm-hmm. They get all the way up to the fourth floor. Kotamino's like, nope, wait, she just went down. Scrambled back down. <laughs> and she was like, but there's a tree to the third floor! Just <laughs> losing his mind. Then they get to the window and he's like, okay, Kotamino, what do we do next? And he's like, I don't know, break the window, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Shiro smashes through, the, jumps through the glass, smashing it on his way. Ilya's here. Lands up right in front of Ilya. So, Kotamine was right, I guess. Yeah. But it's the most annoying way to go about that. <laughs> How's Ilya doing? Uh, Ilya's doing great. She's not happy to 
she's pretending not to be happy to see Shiro. Um, she tells him to get. Yeah. Shiro slaps her and she gets mad. Yep. He scolds her for being foolish and uh, that he says that he's not buying her self-sacrificing lies and he's taking her home. Well, okay. Real quick. <laughs> he does say, Ilya's like, go home. I'm not coming with you. You're just going to get yourself killed. And Shiro is like, you shouldn't sacrifice your life for someone else, actually. I love... This is like the the, uh, the moment of Shiro character development. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, well, it's a great moment because... He hasn't applied it to himself yet. Well, the other routes, he like blindly accepts that he should sacrifice mm-hmm. himself. And truly believes that he should. Yes. And this route... He's been broken down enough that he doesn't realize that that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when confronted with that fact, if he had been, he would be like, oh, right. Like, I can't save Sakura if I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. The way um, he says it's stupid to sacrifice your life for someone else. Yeah. And then Ilya's like, you should really take that to heart yourself, man. Well, so uh, there's a great, yeah. He says that, and then she bites her lip, and that goes for you too, Shiro. Murmur something that I can't hear. Uh-huh. Which is like, yeah, just, there's a lot of Ilya's, this route in general, but also this day, there's a lot of Ilya saying stuff quietly enough that Shiro doesn't hear it. Uh-huh. Because uh, she knows that it's not going to, like, help. <laughs> uh-huh. But she needs to say it anyway. But she's won over. Yeah. We get a... Uh, a- Oh, she says, how are we even going to escape? And we get a choice. And uh, this is a very funny choice. Because Bring Ilya back. Bring just... Ilya back. It's... Bring Ilya back. <laughs> Three choices to bring Ilya home. We have no choice but to save Ilya. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if she actually makes it through this route, fan. She's been pretty signaling dead pretty strong. and mm-hmm. it's... I could totally believe her dying still. But now I'm like, what if Shiro can have it all? What if he can have two Emotos? <laughs> Well, he's trading Emotos. Sakura becomes trad wife. Mm. Ilya becomes Emoto. There's an open position for Emoto, I see. I'm so sorry to all of our listeners. She's stunned when he says that he's going to save her and there's no other choice for him. He smiles, says that she'll she'll never listen to anything she says. Uh And she has this great expression on her face when she says, this is not going to end well. Uh Uh-huh. Then, Kotamine pops in. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? We gotta get going. Come on, the car's running. Uh, Ilya's like, what the fuck is he doing here? And he just scoops her up and jumps out the window. And when they land, she slaps him so hard that Shiro's like, I could hear that up here. (laughs) Fair. And then Shiro, looking out the window, is like, this is a third story in a castle, which means it's about eight stories. Uh-huh. That's really far. Uh, <laughs> the third floor of a castle is very high up. Quote, <laughs> Emi Yoshiro, castle expert. <laughs> um, he strengthens his legs and jumps out the window and uh, does a roll. And Kotamine and Ilya are like, damn, you made that without using any magical, like, magic? Uh-huh. Amazing. They're both, like, so baffled. They're like, why did you do that? He hits really hard. Yeah. And they're like, why did you do that? Why didn't you go down a safer way? And he's like, I guess Kotamine did it, and I thought it would look cooler. 
And then Ilya's like, oh, right. And also your arm told you that that is something that you could do, despite the fact that you only have Archer's arm, not his entire body. And then Kotamine nods. He's like, keep that energy up when we get into a fight in a couple minutes. You're going to need that confidence. Mm-hmm. Berserker starts I, to scream. Real quick. Oh, go ahead. I love that Archer's arm is influencing Shiro's mind. Like, uh-huh. we've gotten before that it's just like, oh, if Shiro takes off the, the shroud, it is going to obliterate him, his, like, consciousness. Mm-hmm. But the subtle ways of, like, oh, yeah, Archer could do this, so I can, uh-huh. uh, is just really fun. Yeah, yeah, Berserker starts to scream. They get, They start running. Uh, Ilya's not happy to hear Berserker. Mm-hmm. They have a three-hour run to the edge of the forest. It's so far in the forest, Ben! It feels unbelievable that people can come and go from this forest so it's, easily. It's funny. Yeah, th- this is truly unbelievable. But it is, or it is unbelievable in the sense that it's like, well, the other side of that forest is probably closer than than going back to the road that you went to so uh-huh. like you might as well get out that way um but it's also the thing of like i don't know why it's three hours why couldn't it just be one mm-hmm. like an hour is still a pretty long walk yeah right um yeah i don't know is it it feels like a thing of like oh i kind of want to like you know account for every hour of every day yeah uh-huh. but then there's plenty of time where it's just like oh yeah and then they like made food and hung out and like you know didn't Five do much for a, a couple hours past, yeah um anyway i don't think it yeah again i don't i cannot think of a single moment in this game where it's like oh yeah it was really important that it was a whole three hours to the edge of the forest mm-hmm berserker is being slowed by trees as he follows after them because he has to smash them down well, uh, Shiro... I think the whole bit is he's not really being slowed by them. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiro says that it feels like they're being chased by one of those, like, massive subway tunnel drills, which uh-huh. is a really terrifying image. Yeah. But Ilya's body is not built for sprinting. Uh-huh. Uh, despite her gym clothes in Tiger Dojo, uh, she is not actually good at gym class. Se- Shiro says that they're barely keeping pace with Berserker as is. If they have to if Ilya slows down or if he has to carry Ilya, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. He's like, can I fight uh, Berserker? No. no. <laughs> Shiro is capable of fearing, feeling fear in this route in a way he hasn't been in other routes. Uh-huh. Well, again, it's the... It's the... He is scared of not being able to be alive to protect the people uh-huh. that he loves. And then... How do they solve this intractable problem? Kotamine scoops up Ilya and starts <laughs> running. <laughs> The way he's hold, like carrying her is so funny. He's just like scooped her up. Uh-huh. And he's running like a fucking fiend. Uh, oh. Shiro is like, wait a sec, are you human? And Kotumine says, not as much as you are. <laughs> uh, Shiro's only doing as well as he is because of the corruption from Archer's arm Mm -hmm. Uh, Kotamine is not using magical energy it's kind of unknown how he's doing this at this point because he's like they're running through a forest yeah this ain't easy well Shiro is able to keep up with Kotamine running his fastest because Kotamine is holding a like 90 pound child (laughs) in addition to his normal body Uh, and yeah and Shiro is is yeah it seems like yeah I don't know that 
is Shira using magical energy? To, I think it's more know? like physical yeah. capabilities inherited from Archer. Kotamine says that the only reason they're getting away is because Bar- Berserker must be wounded in some way, and he speculates that he's blinded. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, who has caught up with them? Assassin and Kotamine. Kotamine is the goat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kota, yeah, Assassin shows up and Kotamine is like, how annoying. He never appears when your hands are free, but he shows up as soon as you're preoccupied. <laughs> Just one-handed blocking daggers. Yep. Kotamine tosses Ilya over to Shiro uh, and stops to fight Assassin himself. Uh-huh. Uh, he like We get a CG of him fanning out the black keys between his fingers. Very like Wolverine uh-huh. style. Um. I, I do like that in the description, in the status screen or weapon screen description of Black Keys, it notes how impractical they are and uh, that most people don't like fighting with them. <laughs> Even among the church. So Kotamine and CL are just weirdos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And yep, Shiro and Ilya run off. Uh, well, they try to and then Kotamine is like, Shiro, do not kill a person if the one you saved is a woman. Having her die in front of you hits pretty hard. What the fuck does that mean? Does Kotamini have, like, girl hangups? I I wrote down... The gayest priest I've ever seen. I wrote down, if you save a woman, don't kill her. Feels like pretty good advice. (laughs) Uh, Interlude 15-2, Heaven's Field. Uh, Kotamine kind of the narrator through filtering over Kotamine is talking about the nature of evil. Yep. Um, and also is describing the difference between exorcists and executors mm-hmm. uh, as part of the church. Um, it's a, it's a little uh, dense, but basically the church refuses to admit that anything outside of their scripture exists. And they can they maintain a bunch of people whose job it is to kill those things that don't exist in uh-huh. way, with using methods that don't exist in order to maintain their view of the world. Yeah, yeah, which uh-huh. is yeah is a fun bit of like there are as far as I know many many uh, different like theologies I guess mm-hmm. around like okay if God loves us mm-hmm. why does evil exist in the world? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there are a bunch of different answers to that question. Uh, the Fate Church's answer is evil doesn't exist. <laughs> evil doesn't exist, and the people that we don't fund and send out don't kill it. Yeah. Uh, but I I do like the bit of like, yeah. Uh, those people don't exist, so they aren't bound by morality. <laughs> yes. So, um, exorcists. CL is an exorcist, right? I think so. Her job is to kill vampires, yeah. non-human things, yes. specifically. Whereas executors' main job is to kill the kinds of evil that can't be accounted for in scripture in order to preserve God's good name. Uh-huh. Kotamine has five black keys and his command spell that he's been saving. Mm. Uh, yeah, not, I think he has one stroke left. Not his uh, crest. No, he spent his yeah. crest. He has a command spell from last war he's been holding yeah. on to. Which is interesting. But they seem really powerful. Assassin is the Assassin may be the weakest servant here, mm-hmm. but he's still a servant. Yeah. The Kotamine is human. In order to kill Assassin, he would need a scriptural weapon, he says. 
so like a big cannon like a big gun that shoots swords yeah shoots swords possessed by a unicorn by a depressed human girl unicorn hybrid shout outs to nanako (laughs) she's doing her best she's going through it uh kotamine faces a assassin and notices that zoken is hanging out here too he Kotamine is like having trouble with Sakura. Zoken's like, no, <laughs> it's all fine. I'm not worried about anything. He asks why Kotamine is stalling for time, and Kotamine says that they're all dead anyway, and Shiro's not going to escape the forest, so he wanted to take care of some personal business while he still had his life. <laughs> he doesn't want Zoken to get Ilya. This is yeah. the thing. He wants so- he's rooting for Sakura. He's not rooting for Zoken. Yeah. He he does not like Zoken. He thinks he's an Zoken, annoying little bitch. Zoken doesn't want Agramanyu born. Yes. Kotamine. Like Kotamine has like a specific distaste for Zoken. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He probably finds his like ba- like really base like immortality wish to be boring. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's like, do something more interesting with it. At least Kiritsugu like was going to make some kind of fucked up wish. Uh-huh. Oh, let's see. He calls assassin Malak Almut. Uh, we get a different name for him later. Um, so I don't quite know what that means. But... Do we? Yeah, his status screen calls him uh, something something else. Maybe oh, Almut is yeah, his actual is name. Is the and... angel of death in uh, Islam. I see, I see. So he has a real name. Yeah. Interlude out. Shiro is running. And Berserker is starting to catch up because he's carrying Ilya. Uh, he's trying to give himself a pep talk about continuing to run and then notices that Ilya is screaming something to him. What's yep. happening? Uh, let's see. Berserker is here. Caught up. Yeah, Berserker um, was like running alongside them and comes in for a side attack. Yep. Uh, Shiro strengthens the black key. Uh, says it is like as strong as melted diamond. Uh-huh. Which, the, okay, real quick. The entire diamond is hard because of its carbon structure. If you melted it, it would not be hard anymore. Just turned it like um, or like carbon, right? Yeah. Well, it is carbon, but you know what I mean. Let's say as hard as a uh, board. <laughs> um, I mean, in some ways. Because also the thing about diamonds is that they shatter because of their crystalline structure or like as hard as carbon nanotubes. There are a bunch of things that are hard that are also pure carbon. Uh-huh. Um. Well, the black, either way, the anyway. black key gives way like it's made yeah. silly putty. Um, it does. It does send Shiro flying rather than like smash. his side getting torn apart. But uh, Shiro hits a tree. Somehow Ilya got away from that unharmed and is yeah. now trying to talk Berserker down. And we get a CG of whatever is left of Berserker, which is a monster roiling in black and red mud and tentacles or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's even less human looking than he was before. Yeah. He apparently cannot it, recognize anything in front of him. Uh yeah. he does not know Ilya is talking to him. It looks kind of like those diagram or like if you've ever seen like, oh, here's a human with without skin. Mm-hmm. So it's all like musculature. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Interlude 15-3. Heaven's feel. Kotamine is not having a good time. I like that it cuts out most of the fight, you know. What yeah. I mean? We don't have to get every beat of him and Assassin clashing. Uh, Assassin 
uh, Zoken is, is like having fun. He's like, wow, you did so good. And Assassin is like, this is my job, so it's not fun for me. But I am kind of impressed how long you last. Kotemene mm-hmm. has been driven all the way back to the threesome fuck cabin from the fate route. <laughs> he has three black keys left. Uh, Assassin throws three daggers at him in order to get him to deflect them so that he can prepare uh, uh, Zabania, uh, his noble phantasm, to kill Kotemine. For sure. Kotemine realizes this is what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and so deflects and in the same motion throws whips the black keys at assassin. Uh, to assassin um assassin's like i'm gonna get nailed to the tree but who fucking cares yeah it's gonna be over Kotamina's gonna be dead uh assassin uses his cursed arm uh except that kotamina doesn't have a heart <laughs> and so yeah. Z- uh, uh zabanya makes a copy of someone's heart and then swaps it yeah for the original but yeah. kotamina's heart is hollow and dead already yep <laughs> so it doesn't just doesn't work so now assassin is pinned against a tree also the 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 black keys work way better to hold him down than he was expecting yes uh i think there's some bit about kotamina like imbuing them with special magical yeah. energy also uh now Zokin is getting a little like, oops. Yep. <laughs> oops. I think I fucked up. Uh, Zokin uh, is like, how the fuck did you live through that? And like the church music kicks in. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, Kotamine never intended to kill Assassin. He said that as much that he couldn't kill Assassin. But you know what he can kill is a fucking evil vampire spirit ghost bug guy. I think I have the whole... I also have all the pieces here. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kotamina grabs Zoken by the head and starts reading, starts reciting a poem, an uh-huh. incantation. Yeah, it's like last rites slash a baptismal chant is uh-huh. called later, which I can't fucking believe that we finally got a combat field baptism <laughs> to kill a vampire. I will kill, I will let live, I will harm and heal, none will escape me. None will escape my sight. Do not pretend. Oh, wait. No, these are out of order, I guess. Okay. I'll just use yours. Um, Be crushed. I welcome those who have grown old and those who have lost. Devote yourselves to me. Learn from me and obey me. Rest. Do not forget song. Do not forget prayer. And do not forget me. I am light and relieve you of all your burdens. Do not pretend. Retribution for forgiveness, betrayal for trust, despair for hope, darkness for light, dark death for the living. Uh, Zogan's having a fun time being like, oh, ha ha ha. You'll never be normal. (laughs) Kotamina does not respond. Uh, Relief is in my hands. I will add oil to your sins and leave a mark. Eternal life is given through death. Ask for forgiveness here. I, the incarnation, will swear. Kirei Ellison. And uh, a f- weird golden symbol lights up on the screen and screen and uh, yeah, it calls it a baptismal rite, and uh-huh. then uh Zoken is gone. <laughs> ben says that they doubt that Zoken's really dead, That's, but I I don't really know. I could I wouldn't be surprised if he came back. We only have one like, day left. Yeah. And uh What I'm kind of expecting is like a or what I was kind of expecting is like a one scene like oh wait Zoken like has one last gambit of some kind and now he's dead you know what I mean uh-huh. I'm not expecting him to like really be a major thing anymore but wait. this is specifically the one way 
Yeah, uh, it seems like Zokin could actually be effectively it, killed. It was set up earlier that there are two ways to kill him, and it's kill every worm or purify his soul. <laughs> There's one specific worm they made a big deal about that has his soul. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this seems, this is very, uh... I will probably I will probably both put the church music under that quietly and uh-huh. also uh, at the end of this day. And uh, yeah, that's the end of the interlude with Zokin yep. uh, being dispersed, purified and dispersed. Sick. Cut back to Ilya begging Berserker to stop. Uh, Shiro tries to save her and gets hit. Shiro instinctively does projection to create Berserker's sword. Mm-hmm. Which seems like a really impractical sword to uh, create. Yeah. But uh, he manages it. He manages to hold out for two attacks before the sword breaks and uh, he gets like thrown back. Mm-hmm. And he's suffering, but he's suffering massive, massive feedback damage from doing that. Mm-hmm. He's starting to crumble. Ilya slaps him and tells him to get his shit together, <laughs> which wakes him back up. Uh, they stop moving for a minute and it seems like Berserker loses them for a second. Mm hmm. Shiro grabs Ilya and tries to make a break for it, but Ilya Ilya is like worried that something's happening to Shiro here. Yeah. Ilya doesn't Ilya uh again, as Shiro said, is trying to sacrifice herself for mm. Shiro's life. Yes. And I think the more the, he fights, the less life there is left. The thing I keep forgetting and then remembering again is Ilya has Archer's soul. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly what is happening yes. to Shiro because she has the rest of Archer inside uh-huh. of her. Uh, and so she is like very concerned about Shiro losing himself. Shiro's like, I have to protect my little sister. And Ilya's like, I'm not your fucking little sister. And he's like, it doesn't matter that we're not actually blood related. We're family. Because you called me Onichan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which she did as a like taunting threat originally. But, you know. Yeah. But it is also. Yeah. It is the thing of like, yeah, you had my dad after he left, and mm-hmm. like, I would like to have some relationship uh-huh. with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, this does shut her up when he says that. Yeah, uh, they start to run as Berserker starts up. Uh, I really like this background. Uh, yeah, with it's like the trench that was cut into the ground by Saber's noble phantasm yes. when they fought a uh, Saber altar when Berserker oh, lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And there's just like a hole in the forest and a big trench and yeah. like a bunch of like uh, Jacob's ladders coming in through the the clearing. I think I maybe we don't, but I think we see a CG something like, or background something like this when um after the fate route fight with Berserker. Mm, yeah, I'd believe it. Shiro had a burst of speed and put some distance in between them, but Berserker is gaining fast. They find their way to the trench and try and hide in it. Shiro knows that Berserker will find them pretty quickly uh, and decides, what, what does he decide? <sighs> well, he, let's see. Yeah, he thinks about like, okay. Yeah, I have to save Ilya and Sakura. And to do that, what I am going to do, I'm, or right. He is also scared, finally. Mm-hmm. Like again, the first two routes, he doesn't really think that much like both he doesn't care about his own life and his goal is abstract enough that like he doesn't care about continuing to live yeah uh this time he's like oh wait if i use my arm 
I might lose my mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't fear death, but I do fear losing the ability to save Ilya and Sakura. Yeah. He's uh, also worried of forgetting that he made that promise to save them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but anyway, he's like, I bet it won't happen immediately if I take off the shroud. I bet I can fight a little bit. There's a great bit where Ilya is like, you're in, you're an innocent. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. You don't deserve to die here. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I I am also culpable for bad things. I've done bad things, too. Mm-hmm. I am not pure. Yeah, yeah. She says, yeah, like, you, you've never done anything wrong. And he's like... I absolutely sure have anyone uh and that and that yeah I think his his yeah his desire is to atone for Sakura's sins yes basically um and then right yeah the one the one other thing I want to say is like the I like I like the focus on his fear being losing his mind and forgetting the people that he loves it's very similar to Sakura's yeah because mm-hmm. it's like oh Sakura's big fear is becoming a different person. That is a very relatable fear mm-hmm. to me, at least, mm-hmm. is in ways that like, I know that <laughs> Ben and I disagree about this, in ways that like just dying or not, mm-hmm. still being alive and not knowing the people who I love and care about mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. rough. It's own kind of horror. Yeah. Um, this... I just want to say, I wrote this note down, and I'm so glad that Ben agrees. This whole scene rules. <laughs> they got they got me with a hype ass fight scene. I was like at the end of this, like hell yeah, this is good. Great use. Of, I think Sonic Barrage. I don't remember the Japanese name for for this track that plays is or I think Emiya starts up here, but mm-hmm. earlier Sonic Barrage was also used uh-huh. very well. And like yeah, the bit is that like. So many of the fights in Heaven's Feel so far, there's been fewer of them. And mm-hmm. they've all been like a lot of like truncated, brief, like kind of brutal fights, right? Yeah. Even, so, the, even the Kotamine fight we just saw, we got pieces. Like one exchange uh-huh. and otherwise most of it was skipped. Yes. Kotamine lost like 12 black keys and we didn't see a single one of them until he was down to his last three. Yes. And this, so this doing the like drawn out uh, heroic shonen fight that's is is better it, it like hits better because it's um it's unique. i haven't had so much yet this route and also it's just really sad and horrible which yeah which makes it more fun to me uh-huh i think i think if i remember correctly uh yeah it's emia kicks in when it's like cool fight and then as mm. soon as the fight is over it's can i omoi mm. uh which is the like ever-present feeling i think is uh is the like oh yeah this is a this is meant to be a sad and tragic scene it's like you could say that about uh unlimited blade works fights too the ending fight with archer right but the thing about that is that the the sadness is that oh shiro's gonna live and go on to grow up to be a dumbass yeah but Uh, the sadness here is like oh shiro's at the end of his rope and and the sadness in unlimited blade works is undercut by the fact that it is from archer's side he's like oh i was right uh-huh jiro is right. i i had I lost up. i had lost my reason for doing this but i'm now being reminded that this was the correct choice yes uh there is nothing in or after the scene that says this was the correct choice the, the, a lot of him has been saying killing sakura at the church when when they first got the bad news was the correct choice yeah Okay, 
So Shiro rips the cloth off while he's, thinking about all of the people who died because of his decisions. Yeah, he stands up, rips the cloth off, and uh Yeah. And then um is under an immense amount of pressure. Yeah. It feels like wind. Mm-hmm. Like wind pushing him away. Mm-hmm. And he sees Archer walking ahead of him like it's nothing. Uh-huh. Uh and yeah, feels like it's like, damn, Archer's judging me so bad it's so funny to archer in this route being like i came here to kill shiro for being stupid but seeing him turn his back on everything that i believed so easily also makes me mad for different reasons yeah Uh uh-huh um well yeah it is a i think uh i don't know that this route makes unlimited blade works worth it Mm. um but it certainly is a great payoff to Unlimited Blade yeah. Works of like, oh, Unlimited Blade Works is about Archer saying, oh, actually, this was the correct choice. Mm-hmm. And then this route is Archer not having that um not having that knowledge, but then being shown, oh, here's a different Shiro and going, No, not like that. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, it's partly like how dare you turn your back on our shared dream and it's also partly like what makes you so fucking different from me yeah why why do you get to escape why do you get to be someone else shiro manages to run ahead of archer um uh well archer's like are you can you keep up (laughs) Uh uh-huh there's like an affectionateness yeah uh, Yeah. meanness to him and shiro's like you're gonna have to keep up with me and runs ahead Uh uh-huh I like this bit too. Our, Shiro has now now understands how Archer's powers and noble phantasm work, and mm-hmm. has inherited a number of his abilities. Even though he knows he's not strong, physically strong enough to survive a direct hit from Berserker. Yeah. However, he cannot use the reality marble unlimited blade works because he is a different person than Archer. Yeah. His inner world has changed too much for him to access it fully. Yes. Uh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. He can he can still pull out weapons mm-hmm. from the Elemental Blade Works, but um, I think there's something about, like, he has to have seen them himself. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, he can still access them, but it's harder for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's, it is, when he uses it in, in the Unlimited Blade Works route, he is uh, borrowing from his future, right? Yeah. Here he is a guest in someone else's house, yeah. it feels like. Uh-huh. His green magic circuits light up his borrowed arm. Uh, we get the, like a quickened repeat of like, whoa, actually, there's hundreds of magical circuits here. Not just the couple that we've seen, like kind of thing. There's there's also an interesting, I think, I think it's slightly, boof, maybe it's, maybe it's here in a second. Um, there's a really cool, we've gotten this background that is like blue and, or sorry, uh, purple and green and white. Oh yeah, the and, like the like tunnel of light. Yeah, uh, it starts like super zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the background is entirely white, and then as Shiro is like gaining control of himself, it's like zooming out and out and mm-hmm. out as he like yeah gains control over Archer's uh-huh. uh memories and like yeah flowing into him. It's we get a CG of him holding up a copy of Berserker's sword with like the shroud just down like hanging off of his wrist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean and. Shiro, you still can't pull this off. You look so fucking stupid. <laughs> this, it's the fucking t-shirt. Uh-huh. It's oh. so funny. <laughs> I hate the t-shirt so much. 
Oh, this is it's still Shiki's sex pajamas all over again. Yeah, I, I unironically love the T-shirt because it is like and the T-shirt. He's not cool. <laughs> he like uh, Sakura needs an outfit change. Yes. There is also a great moment here where Shiro like idly thinks that the reason that Berserker is fighting so hard is because Berserker still believes that he is in the fight with Saber to protect Ilya. Yeah. What a horrible like. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, he hasn't been healed. He, he isn't restored. He thinks that he's back there mm-hmm. and he's going to kill them because he thinks that they're Saber. Yeah. Shiro casts a new incantation. We've heard trace on, trace off. He says trigger off this time to use projection past even Archer's limits, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, and- well, this is, yeah, there's there's a bit earlier where it says, uh, I open my left hand and grasp the imaginary handle of the weapon that has yet to exist. An extraordinary weight. Emiya Shiro cannot handle this giant sword, but my left arm will definitely reproduce the strength of my enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, again, what he's doing here is like, reproducing a technique rather than projecting he calls this nine lives blade works sick uh, because he is like uh it's it's almost like swallow reversal uh Uh, the like except it's nine blades instead of three (laughs) nine killing blows which for some reason one of them goes berserker's balls (laughs) which is very funny probably not on purpose it very much feels like nasa was like okay i got eight body parts where can the ninth one go berserker gets torn to pieces kind of he's not dead yet but he's pretty close mm-hmm. shiro tries to attack again but misses berserker makes a swing that's about to take his head off but then berserker freezes in place and shiro realizes that he berserker is staring past him at Ilya, who just got out of the trench he's finally realized that Ilya is here and then and figured out yeah. what's going on shiro stabs him through the heart mm-hmm berserker turns to dust um and Shiro's like like berserker turns to dust as he's as as berserker is just staring at Ilya, and Shiro's like oh he wants me to protect her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it was a good fucking fight yeah um yeah is there an interlude that we get from Ilya's perspective not quite yet Okay, then Ilya. it's just, um, yeah. yeah. Ilya like stares at his back and is like, "Oh, he Shiro is now a different person than he was before, and he can never co- turn back." You want to read the line? Um, yeah. Well, so I was gonna say, yeah, it's a foolish, foolish and noble end with no return. Not sacred. Sa- noble slash sacred slash sacred's how they translated it. Yeah, I don't think it. Noble is a better translation sacred sounds cooler but i don't know that it yeah i i think that she's giving him too much credit um saying it's noble but uh with kianai omoi uh playing in the background it is very clearly supposed to be a like this is not a good thing this is not Mm -hmm. she's like oh yeah he's never gonna turn around again meaning he's still alive but like he can't sounds like he's dead he he is he is living on borrowed time uh and as opposed to this scene could be um sure going yeah i'm so cool uh or Ilya going like oh it's so tragic but you know this is such a noble thing to do and it is really played as yeah it was all he could do in the moment but 
he's not gonna come back from this he's not gonna like oh magically actually we figured out a cure Mm -hmm. like oh this is the beginning of the end shiro's in bad shape he wants to put the shroud back on and rest although it's not really gonna help that much but who is here saber's here your wife Uh, is here fan how well saber author is here your evil wife is here she's so this is we get some interesting berserker I think also showed this a little bit like, oh, Berserker recognized Ilya at the end before he died. Mm -hmm. So there's certainly some part of Berserker still there. Yeah, Uh, I'd be willing to bet that um, the the, the goo didn't have its hooks in him as well because he's already insane, you know? Yeah. Um, All it could do is obscure his thinking. But on the other hand, like because most of what he did was roar, it's really unclear how much how much was actually yeah it's really hard um, to get a bead on who saber altar is yeah it's kind of weird how much uh she uh yeah he's like okay well first off um his vision staticky i love we've repeatedly gotten like like a almost like a like a crt filter yeah. or like a like a um like printed magazine manga page mm-hmm. style of like uh staticky uh-huh. filter over the screen uh we we get that here again and then uh he's like oh wait in the same way that when rin took over saber's master chip even uh, worse honestly yeah um she was like oh wait even when she was mine she was one of the strongest servants and now she has a master with unlimited energy uh-huh. this sucks <laughs> Saber is like, you fucking are wasting so much time on this shit, man. Uh-huh. Uh, but Sakura just called me back, so uh, I'm gonna... I'm a little impressed that you managed to beat Berserker. Yeah. But uh, I have to leave. Yeah, it's an interesting thing where she's like, I would call your fight with Berserker pointless because I'm about to kill you, but since you stalled long enough that I have to leave now, I guess you bought your life with that win. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> like pins a little tiny red ribbon to his chest or something yeah uh and shiro not really knowing what to say is like well shade and zoken are still around so let's get going i love how he has no idea how to handle saber altar he's like uh-huh. wow the actualization of my mistakes <laughs> well yeah it is it is interesting because there's like there's i don't know if it's clear that there's some part of her still there but like She's not evil. No. She's not like, oh, you know, she could in a in three seconds kill him and then return to Sakura. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How has she been changed? Curious about that. Yeah. Shiro counts the number of times he can do projection again. Uh, not many. Three, as a matter of fact. And he thinks about, okay, the first one, that should be fine. Second one, uh, that's probably like a permanent disability. Uh-huh. Third one, there's, there's no more Shiro there. Even, I think the thing is, worse than death, because it is, or depending on who you are and how you feel, but for him, worse than death because, oh, my body might still be alive. There would be none of me left. Mm-hmm. So he's got to save that projection to create the jewel sword so that even if he dies, Rin has a chance to win. Yep. And he takes Ilya and they go. 
Interlude 15-4. Heaven's Feel. Death of a Saint. Yeah, shout outs to the like uh, uh, the uh, scene title, Death of a Saint. Kotamine really is a saint. Love Kotamine. He's a saint in my heart and yours. Zoken's soul has been purified and dispersed, but Assassin is still alive and somehow weaseled his way out of the Black Keys without pulling them out of the tree. So, yeah. If you, if you thought that Zoken was still alive, Assassin literally says, uh, wow, he was really vulnerable to the Bible magic, huh? <laughs> he calls uh, Kotamina his natural enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a sick, what a great scene. It, if the Heavensfield movies don't include that scene, I'm going to cry. So cool. I love Kotamine. He's such a fucking loser. Anyway, Kotamine is trying to come out of uh, come up with a plan to get out of this, but Assassin has no interest in taking revenge for Zoken. He just wants to know how come uh, Zabanya didn't work on him. So, uh, right, yeah. Um, Kotamine is like, oh, you must have gotten that from Shaitan, which, from what I can understand, is like uh islamic devil mm-hmm. um he says that a, it's a fallen angel in general yeah yeah, yeah. which thus kotamine is immune to p- the powers of fallen angels yes uh which is very funny i think he says something about like we got our powers from the same place uh-huh um yeah uh yeah kotamine no longer human uh-huh assassin says his heart is the same as sakura's yes painted. yes uh and he's like oh this right right, where right assassin's then, like but how did you know and kodamine is like you made a mistake when you killed my servant lancer yeah yeah assassin did not calculate out who uh-huh. lancer's master might have been ah mm-hmm. uh, foolishly and he's like fuck i knew i fucked something up uh he leaves to go find a new master probably sakura there's not many other masters around yeah he's probably not going to join up with shiro and rin no Kotomine did all of this to stop Zoken from turning soccer into the Grail. Once again, Kotomine pro choice, uh-huh. pro life, pro life, pro life, pro life, pro is... life slash pro choice, pro pro Sakura's choice, pro Rosemary's baby. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like Zoken would have killed Sakura. Not not really my scene. Um, she needs to remain a master, apparently. Mm-hmm for his his thing to work out he thinks back to zoken's final words to him taunting him for his like defective personality mm-hmm. and then collapses from this, exhaustion for a moment i was like wait is ben right and i was like no no those were literally uh zoken's final words it's not a thing that is being said in the present kotamine thinks about the past the war 10 years ago his childhood he's looking up at the sky and thinking about how he lacks a proper understanding of morality, but also he understands it in an intellectual way, which is constantly frustrating because he can't even enjoy the fact that he's a shithead. Yeah. Uh-huh. He knows he knows what right and wrong are. He just doesn't feel it. Feel it the way that normal, quote-unquote, normal humans yes. do. So, Kotamine uh, narrates slash... <laughs> thinks to himself every human wishes the love to love one of the opposite sex have a family and die peacefully uh yeah i'm i'm zero out of three too <laughs> uh could mean a long to be normal even if he couldn't understand why this is an interesting 
Yeah. Interesting to pair with Yurikuma Arashi, mm-hmm. which is also very much about conforming to mm-hmm. normality versus letting yourself be different. Um, <laughs> Look what you did, Kotamine's dad. You gave a perfectly good serial killer a crisis of faith. <laughs> uh, he... This is... Kotamine unreliable narrator let's say yeah because he he kind of has a vested interest in not being normal yes so he may he fell in love or tried to uh a terminally ill woman uh could mean i think at some point is like oh did i fall in love with her because she was dying or was she the only one i could fall in love with they were together for two years. Kotamine says he didn't really love her, but she did really love him. And they had a kid. Where's little Kotamine? Uh, yeah. Kotamine. <laughs> Kotamine tried to be happy with his family, but the only thing that actually made him happy was watching the two of them suffer. Mm-hmm. What did he do with that kid? The kid, if they were together for two years, first of all, very impressive for a terminally ill woman to have a kid. That doesn't seem safe yeah second of all what did he do with that kid because they were only together for two years so like adopt tops well tops the kid was like one and a half years old what on earth was like kotamine like withholding the bottle like too high for the baby to hear and the baby would cry and he'd be like (laughs) (laughs) i legitimately don't know the woman that he he was trying to love tried to save him and he says that she was a saint who understood him like no one else in the world possibly could Mm -hmm. and still couldn't save him from himself yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (sighs) he came to a conclusion the conclusion that he was a mistake you know a a mistake by god and told the woman that he was going off to die basically Mm -hmm. uh and like said that he could not love her the way that she needed uh the way she deserved and she smiled and told him that he does love her and then stabs herself Mm -hmm. in an attempt to prove that he was crying in the moment of her death yeah he says he was not Uh uh-huh whether or not that's true hard to say yeah uh and then yeah he 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 like just walks out of the room and then becomes the kotamine that we know yeah apparently he can't even remember what she looked like or sounded like um there's but, an interesting bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he thinks about wanting to kill her and he's not sure if um yeah, thinks about wanting to kill her and and wondering whether it was because he wanted to enjoy her death or because he wanted to stop her from doing it herself. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um which I think there's another he's unsure if he's sad about her death because he loved her or if it was because he wanted to kill her. Mhm. Uh, and who was denied that like yeah he shoves it out of his head every time he thinks about it so i kind of think that it implies yes. that it's not the thing that he thinks it is you yes. know which is again is my like he is a he he cannot let himself be normal because mm-hmm. that would mean that like everything he's done is wrong wrong but also um that there is if he is normal in this one way then it kind of feels like he believes that oh then there's something i could have done to make myself happy in the way that normal people are there's something i could have done to enjoy that that time with that woman and yeah. something i could have done and i didn't and that makes me a bad person mm-hmm. uh and so it, yeah i love this shit it is also interesting like yeah this again is like this comes back to the shiki shiki conversation mm-hmm. in 
a key house route that is like Nasu is interested in deviance mm-hmm. and what it means to be different from quote unquote normal mm-hmm. and and what what responsibilities that absolves you from. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting stuff. Yeah. He then goes on to think about his uh, frenemy boyfriend, Kiritsugu, who I think he only talked to once, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thinks about Kiritsugu having everything that he wanted and throwing it away on his for his ideals. And, yeah, this is why Kodamine is so mad at Kiritsugu, because he's like, my dude, that you were happy. <laughs> you, had, you even had the wife and kid. Yeah. You had everything that, like, and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. In the way that I couldn't. I'm livid. <laughs> Kotomine wakes up from his nap. And uh, who's here? Dark Sakura. Oh, no. Uh, Dakara. <laughs> She's changed clothes finally into like a long sleeve turtleneck dress kind of thing. That's like black with red ribbing. Uh, I'd forgotten fine. how bad all of Sakura's outfits in it this game are. It looks better than the other outfit, I think. Yeah, but it's, but it's not great. good. I've seen it. It looks cooler in other adaptations of Dark Sakura, I think, because yeah. they lean into like the, the, the way it's made of strips, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. Rather than like it having uh, vertical lines on it. Mm-hmm. I do think that... Um, I do agree with the idea that t- the way that uh, later fake characters get drawn with very skin tight clothes doesn't uh, necessarily appeal to me the way that the baggy early Takeuchi clothes do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really like the way that fabric is drawn in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. the outfits in in this era of Takeuchi drawing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Saber's big like puffy sleeves just don't look good. And this outfit looks better than the last one. Th- but part of it is there. I don't. I don't like the coloring on Saber Alter or Dark Sakura. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the something that is just like purple. It's a little bit more bland than it is like evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just a little I am mild, not huh? an artist, so I don't. That's all I can say is like it just feels kind of like. Uh. Yeah, this outfit's a very simple looking. Yeah. Apparently, uh, it's not uh, what you call it uh physical it's made of the shade she's wearing Mm -hmm. the shade now uh oh also this is the first time i ever really considered that sakura's hair bleaching white and her eyes turning red is because she's turning into Ilya. (laughs) she's imitating Ilya. oh i was i was always like oh yeah alters like they get white hair and like the their eyes turn a different color Uh but it's because of specifically because of Ilya. yeah and the pieces of the grail inside her Uh uh-huh um i don't think they say that but like here i was like oh she looks like fucking Ilya." uh-huh kotamina is like oh wow she's as strong as a proper heroic spirit or mm-hmm. a counter guardian i don't know if that's different than what we've gotten already but kotamina is like wow i everything i wanted is happening to sakura but also i still have an impulse to scold everyone for sinning so i'm going to to, to give her a lecture um, he's a saint, Ben. He can't help himself. Yeah, he calls her a human-eating monster and says that she shouldn't She shouldn't be proud of the fact that she's accepted that. And mm-hmm. Chakra's like, maybe if people had been nicer to me, I wouldn't kill so many of them. Uh, she calls him Priest-san. Uh-huh. Uh, she says that she hates the world and everything in it for failing her. 
And uh, she knows, like Kotamina knows, that there's something wrong with her logic. Her, mm-hmm. her like sense of empathy is broken. But she doesn't have the ability or even desire to change it. Uh, great line. I wonder what kind of face the people who haven't helped me will make when they realize I exist. Great line. Probably yeah. my favorite soccer line in the game. Uh-huh. This is, this is like, the the best part of Sakura is, like, oh, yeah, of course there are a bunch of people who didn't help me because they didn't even realize I was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wonder what kind of expression they'll have when uh-huh. I make them realize that I'm yeah. here is great. It's a, yeah, it's a good doubling of you didn't know that I was suffering that way and also you didn't know that there was something this horrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Sakura talks about there being a real Sakura uh, who's a good girl and an evil Sakura who is just the devil. And Kotomine mm-hmm. is like, that's wrong. You're just addicted to violence and you're, you've are you become an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're still the same girl. She's she, mad that, that he's that he, right. That he's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> she doesn't have two distinct personalities. Uh, and so she's like, this is your fault anyway. He's like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, but congratulations on uh, becoming a mother soon <laughs> he tries to escape because using her lack of experience what does she do she uh it's almost like a force choke is how i imagine it i don't uh-huh. think it was described particularly well but um she crushes his heart uh-huh yeah she tells him that he died 10 years ago because he was shot in the heart by kiritsugu did we know that he was shot in the heart uh, well, I did because I read Zero, but did you or watch Zero? Zero. Watch. Uh, um, the only thing keeping him alive all this time has been the Grail mud that yeah. uh, flowed over him, which yeah. uh, which is presumably how he was able to control it mm-hmm. in Fate. Yes, and is why now Sakura has complete control over him. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, she yeah, she says that he is connected to Angermanyu, but she is Angermanyu now. So, uh-huh. and. Is here where she says, oh, like, Gil got doused in grail mud, but he was uncorruptible, so so it all just fed back onto you. Why is Gil uncorruptible? Because he's an asshole. Yeah. But also, that is interesting because, like, Gil's characterization in this game is he is a worse dude than he is in other games yes or other media other stories yeah which is like so it's he the point did get corrupted a little bit it's but... the point of his life that he's at that makes him such a bad person i think but even i don't mean like oh in comparison with other gills i mean like zero gill and um like yeah gilgamesh mm-hmm. in other stuff is just He's way less of a like he's he's still haughty, uh-huh, but he's not walking around going, "I am going to kill half of humanity, and also you are my woman, yeah, it's I think it's like kind of in the same vein as like cleaning up Shinji a little bit, yeah, of being like, well, people kind of like this guy, so let's let's maybe tone it down like fifteen percent, twenty percent, thirty percent, fifty percent, but it also reads as, oh, Gil believes that he can't be corruptible. But it certainly seems like mm-hmm. you got a little dose of it, at least. She's saying here, as Angermanyu, that she just washed off of him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, she rings Kotamine out like a dish rag. Mm-hmm. And then before she manages to kill him, Berserker is killed. And his soul flowing into her is enormously painful. I think it's interesting that 
Ilya, even though she was right there, couldn't scoop it up. Mm-hmm. Probably because it was already too corrupted. Yeah. Uh, her personality is suffering even worse than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a bit that I originally read as she swells up. Uh, and I was like, White Soccer are real. White Soccer are real. And then I reread it and I was like, her shadow swells up. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. White Soccer is not real. And well, can't hurt me. The shadow is her clothes. So that kind of ballooned out for oh, a second. Yeah. Like that uh, one scene in Evangelion where Asuka's outfit is all ballooned up. Mm-hmm. After being distracted for a sec, she looks back to Kotamine, who is apparently boogied out of the scene naked because his clothes are just <laughs> lying on the ground. <laughs> <gasps> but lo- i love kotamina she, she's like i wanted to fucking kill him but he's got organ smashed disease so he's not gonna survive for very long yep uh ah hassan sabah is the name that is listed for assassin now he never said that no but you know um yeah hassani sabah yeah is uh yeah. Yeah, the founder of the Order of Assassins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it's in, assassin is based on like a historical concept, right? But not like a necessarily a specific person in the same way. Yeah, Stay Night Assassin is kind of vaguely the concept of uh like Islamic assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the he's the there is a it's a berserk thing. He's basically a, a, a thing from Berserk. Okay. There is like a foreign hordes Muslim assassin army uh, that mm. does slavery and murder and are like grotesquely like uh, uh, racist depictions mm. uh, that he is extremely drawing from. Mm. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to Berserk. Mm-hmm. It's like Berserk and Ava are two of the big touchstones for uh-huh. watch Ava, read Berserk, and you're like, Oh, oh this is where so much <laughs> yeah okay how do they get back to town because the walk. original car uh has gone yep they don't just walk oh right they okay, okay they walk for an hour and then uh they left that cab if the if it takes three hours to get through the forest even if they sped up it's been hours since they left that cab there uh so if i was course it left if i was a cabbie i would have taken off if a strange old priest took a boy into the forest with a sword, I would book it. I would book it. I guess that's fair. I was thinking about like, does he got? Does Cappy have games on their phone? No, it's too. It's too long ago. Oh, There's yeah. no gotchas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm out. I'm out of there. You you think you would if you could just play uh play fate on your phone while a priest goes into the woods to murder a child or himself? You would just wait for them to come back? I mean, like, I'm getting paid to do nothing. What if they just don't come I would back be I would be figuring out the Arknight you know? stages that just dropped like a couple of days ago. I would get such bad vibes that I my uh self preservation instincts would kick in. I would also never allow be allowed to drive a cab because i did total two cars in my teens anyway shiro does a fun trick where he jumps in front of a car and then Ilya hypnotizes the person <laughs> driving to uh, take them back oh. the very nice to have someone it, with tsukihime like uh, uh, hypnosis powers it does sound like they tried to hail several cars and no one stopped and so they resorted yeah, to it's, it's this shiro who looks like he's dying and Ilya who looks like a ghost uh-huh 
Um, yep, they're back home, and then it's already seven. Uh-oh. This is really where the time skipping yeah. uh, thing starts to like really come to a head. Uh he cooked dinner and forgot. Uh and like this whole conversation with Ilya, she is upbeat and just like, oh yeah, we went shopping. Yeah, they went shopping. He doesn't remember um, any of it. He he says like he, I I like leafed through my memories and was like, oh, that must have been what happened. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. Um he figures this out when he goes to his room to get changed. Yeah. Uh and he collapses. And he's like, "Oh, I can't remember any or like record memories unless I'm act- actively trying to." Uh-huh. Or uh, in pain or yeah. in serious pain. Anything that keeps it if he like relaxes and goes into autopilot mode, just nothing sticks. Yep. No memories. Uh yeah, he has to be in a constant state of stress or pain uh-huh oh right there's a really good bit that made me want to say about this route as a whole it uses sprites for animation really well mm-hmm. um there are so there, there are a couple of sprites that are repeatedly used only as transitions like as a scene ends a character will adopt a sprite and then you know we leave them mm-hmm. or like in this scene as shiro shiro or Ilya. His voice is happy throughout the scene. Um, she's pretending like nothing's wrong. And then as Shiro leaves, we get her like looking down mm-hmm. and sad. Yeah. Uh, and then she disappears because he's back in his room. Um, and also there's a good bit here that he can't think about happy things. Because he relaxes. Because he relaxes. But it is also like, oh, we know that Archer's arm is what is taking over him. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh, Archer can't bear to think of Shiro being happy <laughs> in this situation because he's given up on his dream. Uh-huh. He has to be miserable. <laughs> so Shiro basically has to maintain the level of focus that he has to do for his magic training at all times, or he could slip away, mm-hmm. which means he can't sleep or he might just die mm-hmm. or disappear. He digs around for a knife or something to grab and like squeeze in his hand to hurt himself to keep him present. And he finds Rin's pendant, which is apparently pretty sharp. Yeah. It looks kind of sharp. Uh, He realizes in this moment that Rin saved him. He hasn't figured that out this this route. And he starts Mm -hmm. rotating swords in his mind. Mm. He knows that the shroud is useless. He might die if he sleeps. He he thinks about his three remaining projections. And this is a great bit. The problem is, Fat, Mm -hmm. that unlimited blade works is starting to be born inside of him. Uh Uh-huh. So at some point he's going to explode into swords. Yep, and die instantly, yep. just like in the fate route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad. That sounds painful. Yeah. However, Shiro refuses to admit his limits. He refuses to die without saving Sakura, at least. Mm-hmm. And is like, okay, I've got the pendant. I'm gonna hurt myself with it, and I'm gonna go find Rin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kotamine survived, but he will be our enemy now, so it's not a big deal. Uh (laughs) It takes him two more hours to get to Ilya. Uh And he's like, Ilya, we're going to Rin's house to go look for her. And Ilya points over to Rin, who's (laughs) been here for an hour. 
Do you think Shiro just came out of his room or did he have a conversation with her before snapping back to? I think he just came out. Because like, wow, that would be a really stressful moment to have. He had like five minutes worth of thoughts over the course of two hours mm-hmm. and completely lost track of time. And then, yeah. I spent a lot of time with my great uncle uh, who had Alzheimer's before he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and re- it's really like, it's it can be comical when you're a kid. And it's really stressful also. It's rough. To just like have someone like have a conversation with you and then just like suddenly they're gone and like they come back and they don't know who you are anymore. It's just really rough. Uh, so this is this part's working for me. Shiro is just like crumpling. Uh, yeah. This is it. It's great. Uh, and we get to physically he's mostly OK. Yeah. We get to some of like some great stuff later on as well that I want to talk about a little. So Rin's here. Yeah. She's mad that he didn't wait for her. Uh, Ilya's like, I wouldn't have survived much longer. And she's like, that's bullshit. And you know it. You're just hovering for Shiro. Mm -hmm. You could have waited. They have about 12 hours left before Sakura breaks completely. I don't trust. 12 hours or more. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't trust one to, Rin's act, uh, sense of this anymore. But also, like one to three days isn't very useful if your if your time frame for saving her is a couple of seconds. Yeah. You kind of gotta be there from from the beginning. What is Avenger? Okay, Avenger is what is being born. What is Avenger? Avenger is the forbidden eighth class that uh, the Eidensburn summoned during the Third Grail War after being really salty about losing the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the anti-hero yeah. of the Blade Works. You remember how Kotamine was talking really, really specifically about the idea of an anti-hero? Yep. Uh, this is what that is. <laughs> yep. It is. He was talking about Angramanyu. Ilya learned all of this from Sakura, apparently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's time to get the real true truth of the Holy Grail War. For real. Okay. So. Yeah, you want to describe Right. It? Yeah. So the bit is the Grail War had been set up as uh, the Grail needs to know who's worthy. Mm-hmm. And so it summons seven servants and the seven masters fight it out. And whoever's left standing at the end is worthy of the Grail. However. This is a lie. Why the th- the thing that sticks out is why are servants caught by the Grail on the way when they die? Then, Uh well, because the servants, yeah, servants are part of the Grail War by necessity. Masters are part of the Grail War because it's they're useful. <laughs> yeah, masters are. It, it was posed before as servants are a tool for masters to determine who is the strongest. Yes. However, actually, they the just s- need seven like yeah. rubes. <laughs> they need seven strong souls, to basically strong servants. Uh, well, they, they need seven strong souls to fill the grail okay. to open the path. Yes. Um, and so yeah. Um, here's the thing. Heroic spirits exist outside of time. They're from yes. the root. They're from yes. the throne of heroes. Right? From the wait. Root? Yeah. They both right. exist outside of time. Right. The mm-hmm. origin is something different than the root. I think that right? No, the root no. is just they don't call it. They call it the swirl of the origin here. It's called the okay. swirl of the root. Okay. And, um, well, I, I'm calling it the root because I think it's fun, more fun than the origin. Yeah, I wrote down root. Um but then because there is a yeah, there is a like reframing of what mm-hmm. the goal of 
those who fight in the Grail War is. But The Ainsburns used to have the power to be immortal, but lost it. Yeah. Apparently. And they've been obsessed with regaining it. This is Heaven's Feel. Yes. Heaven's the feel. third magic. The third magic. Heaven's Feel. Somehow makes you immortal. We don't know what that means yet. They've been trying to recreate that magic using this ritual to... Or, right, real quick. One, the game uses sorcery. We use magic because that's what modern trans... Magecraft Magecraft is, is what they what call... this ca- game calls magic. I just like the phrase magecraft because it yeah. makes it sound less like magic. Uh-huh. Real quick. There are five magics and five yes. four sorcerers. <laughs> yes. So, um, one, real quick, I think we skipped over it. Um, there's a reframing or the the rin want rin believes that everyone wants to reach the root um like and that seems to be the uh tosaka goal yeah is a priori like reach the root is the goal what we do when we get there doesn't really matter mm-hmm. uh i think Ilya reframes this to performing sorcery is the goal yes which is like oh yeah the Einsburns don't care about reaching the root what they care about is the third magic yes which you um, get you can get true magic by reaching the root yes mm-hmm. you bring um, it, you apparently bring it back with you okay first magic unknown very old seems like it's from material books cool not covered anywhere we're gonna cover second magic uh stay tuned for about 30 minutes third magic materialization of the soul heaven's feel Fourth magic, unknown, even less known than the first magic. Uh, I think the first magic sorcerer, each of these have been done by exactly one person. Yes. Uh, First magic sorcerer, I believe, is dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other four are alive. Fifth magic, magic blue. No points if you guess who that is. Aoko Aozaki, the fifth sorcerer. I would I feel to find out I would, more about her. What does magic blue mean? That's so fucking stupid. Aoko, what are you up to? Uh I would I would feel worse saying that but we already know she's a sorcerer. So just Aoko saying sna- oh sna- the fifth magic is is hers is not like uh-huh. a huge reveal or anything. Aoko snapping the waistband of her jeans, magic blue. Jeans. <laughs> I think we find out more about that in uh, Mahotsukai no Yoro. I presume it's the story of how she became a sorcerer. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the, there, are, there is debate about whether there are even possibly more magics. Like, this, these may be the five sorceries that are available mm-hmm. to anyone. Interesting. Uh, and So there's debate that there might be more, but this might also just be the limit. And oh, right. there was real more quick. things that would count as sorcery during the Age of Gods. Yeah, yeah, they're impossible things that are impossible to do. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Um, real quick, yeah. Heaven's Feel, uh, the third magic uses the kanji for heaven, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, like the kanji for sake cup, a counter for cupfuls, wine glass, toast. So it is like. Huh. It is very. Uh, the name of it is very like tied into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah, heaven's heaven's cup. Mm-hmm. You're filling up a grail. I like the phrase. Heaven's feel has a good mouth feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. This is to be clear. 
it is pronounced heaven's feel in japanese as well yes. it is yeah. just you're like talking about the, the kanji yeah and then heaven's feel yeah. is the yeah. pronunciation it is just always a fun bit it is interesting to me that like heaven's feel is potentially not something that is that has to do with the grail war mm-hmm. like yeah but it is it's it's tied theme the is image. very tied up in uh-huh. the grail war so what does actualizing a soul mean I guess we got a little bit of this with Zoken, right? Yeah. As soon as a soul is in a body, it is doomed to die. But if you could separate the soul from the body and allow it to stay in the world, it would not necessarily rot or change or die. Jeez, Ben, that sounds an awful lot like heroic spirits. They are like, they're like uh, a knockoff version of the third magic, Uh I think. It's basically... Um, they're related but like separate right it's a it's a it's a power that servants have heroic spirits have innate to them not the grail doing it yeah with with the third magic well and that the third magic is like oh no that is true immortality yeah you're you exist as a soul but you can influence reality yes servants in order to influence reality need to expend energy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. That's what. That's why they cost so much to keep in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Rin insists that the only ley line in Japan strong enough to, with a strong enough distortion to reach the root, is not the Fuyuki land like ley line. Uh, the, uh wait. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that she said that there was a ley line in Japan. It's the Aozaki. Okay, I read. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I read, I read that as Japan was Aozaki land. Mm. Um, they they explain later that uh, the Aozaki land would be better for this, but they couldn't access it, and that's okay. why they went okay. to the Tosaka. Okay. That's why it's so yeah. important that the Tosaka provided land because Tosaka had the only land in town <laughs> that was capable of this. Yeah, and the Aozaki would never participate because they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, how long has Aoko been around? Not that long. They would not have had the fifth magic by then. Right. This ley line is not is blocked up, basically. Mm -hmm. There's no way to get to the root through here. Unless you smash your way in with some sort of magic ritual Mm -hmm. using the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good bit here that is like, okay, uh, so there's a wall between here and the origin, Mm -hmm. or swirl of the origin or the root, uh, how do you get through that? And I think Ilya says, like, well, if you can't, like, if there's no door, just punch. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that I was thinking about early in the game that just wasn't really, like, talked about. Servants return to the throne of heroes, creating a hole in mm-hmm. the in the wall. Yes. By gathering them all up together and putting enough magical energy into it, uh, bef- like, you hang on to them so they don't make little pinpricks. And yeah. You let them all go at once. It creates a big enough hole that you get your hands into and rip open yes. with enough power. Uh-huh. So they are returning to the root and being recorded. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, they don't get those memories because if you just included all servant memories in every incarnation, they would break down. Yeah. <laughs> from like overexertion. Mm-hmm. Or from like, uh, from, uh, what is that? Uh, butterfly effect disease <laughs> hmm. 
So, the cup, the, the, the lesser grail, holds on to the souls and then acts as a starter for the greater grail, which punches the, which like tears the wall open when the hole is made. Mm-hmm. The 50 year interval is because the grail needs to store up energy and because they don't want to get noticed by anyone, it has to do that slowly uh-huh. <laughs> over time. They could also, it would destroy the ley line if they draw, drew too much too fast, I think. Okay. Um, I th- the other the other thing is they've dressed it up in this ceremony for a wish granter in order to get the blessing of the mages association and to get rubes to come. Oh right, yeah. Because this is officially allowed by the mages uh, association. I guess it is. Yeah. I thought it's sanctioned the entire well and the church right. sanctions it. The entire reason that it exists is also because or exists in japan is because the mages association didn't look too closely yeah doesn't yeah. keep it too close enough. yeah they're like but, oh you've yeah. got some kind of weird blood sport over there don't make too big of a mess and we yeah. won't call it like interfere mm-hmm. the three families tried to work together on this the first time and it fell apart into a free-for-all blood sport so that's why they've started luring outsiders in i, yeah. I feel like it's so that they don't have to provide all seven people themselves yes yeah because it probably took a toll on each of their lines uh-huh um and and the greatest part of this is even people who realize that they're being tricked came here to get a wish granted and so still will participate no one leaves yeah you know what i mean you still get a wish at the end if you win Uh uh-huh that part isn't a lie even if like yeah the how you go about it is kind of a mess shiro thinks about the like miracle of reaching the swirl of the root and is like i really don't care about any of this i just want to see my wife uh-huh brin is like what the fuck are you talking about this is the biggest thing that it's the most important thing of all like the third magic is like the biggest of all taboos why are sorceries forbidden by the way why are they taboo according to the mages association that's a good question everyone's you know? just jealous i feel like I mean, I feel like the Mages Association doesn't like immortal people wandering around. True. And as far as we, as far as we know, even though Heaven's Heaven's Feel is stated as the like, as the um, the one that gives immortality, it, as far as we know, all sorcerers are like immortal until killed. The 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 thing that I'm worried I'm curious about is why if if the Einsburns had the secret to immortality, how did they lose immortality? I mean, presumably killed, like immortal until killed. Is that true? I thought that souls were like unstainable or something like that. That's a good question. Because also looking at the wiki, the just was Justice that sorcerer? That I don't know. Because looking at the wiki. It says that the first, uh, the first magic uh, sorcerer is also dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the third is alive. Hmm. That's a great. That's an interesting I'm not question. Sure. I wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if it was Justice and she's quote unquote alive in that she exists within all the homunculus. Yeah, homunculi. Anyway, okay, okay. It definitely feels like. She's still alive to some extent. Uh-huh. Rin uh, says the thing about, like, this is really important stuff. Listen. And Shiro says, it would have already happened if it was going to happen. The ritual's a failure. Yeah, it's weird that there have been 
four of these before now and no one's won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they talk about Avenger. Avenger's birth is apparently predicated on a successful implementation of Heaven's Feel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is something that Avenger can do on his on its own, mm-hmm. not th- using the Einsburn magic. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's like it's an inherent trait. The Einsburns were so pissed off at losing twice. Not even losing. They don't care if they win. Wait, where are we? Uh, okay. Yeah. Suppose, well, actually, we've heard that they don't care if they win, but they want the third magic. Yeah. So it seems like they do care that they win. Yeah. Anyway, they found a fucked up old book of scripture and tried to summon Angramanyu, the uh, the evil god from Zoroastrianism. Shiro is like, okay, one second. Uh, Angramanyu is in a trapped, is from Zoroastrianism, trapped in a 9,000 year battle with a. Uh, Ahura uh, Mazda. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a dualist religion, so there's a good bit god and an evil god. Yeah. Um, and Rin's like, okay, one second. The Grail can't summon a god. It just can't. That's not a human who existed and made a wish on the Grail and yeah. got put in the Grail. She's like, first of all, that would never be inscribed on the throne of her heroes. Second of all, if you can summon God, then you have you don't need the Grail in the first place. Yeah. Um, who says all of this? Is um, Ilya? Ilya, yeah. Okay. There was a quote-unquote hero, more like an anti-hero, mm-hmm. named Angramanyu. Or nameless probably got got like he probably had a name but the name yes. was not passed down what yes. was passed down was his title Angraman. so when you summon Angraman, you you get this guy mm-hmm. uh so there's a there's a very religious village um i'm not is is the assumption that it's a zoroastrianism or zoroastrian yeah. village yeah because okay. they do call him Angraman, you. i think the church music starts playing here which is what got me. A they little. call Ilya essentially says that humans are subject to original sin here, which is yeah. very funny. Um, they also say that it was it was two thousand years ago, which seems a little soon to me. Would yeah, uh-huh. which I guess couldn't it couldn't be Christian, but um, anyway, uh, if it was two thousand years ago, because Christianity didn't exist until like the four hundreds, uh-huh. um, but. Uh, the village was obsessed with its righteousness. Yes. They tried and, to live good lives yeah. and be good people. Yeah. That sounds nice. But how do you know that you are good yeah. if Ilya, everyone is good? Yes. Ilya says, first of all, she says that uh, humans have original sin. Yeah. And thus, you can't just be good by pretending, by acting good. Uh-huh. You have to do something about the innate evil of humans. Uh-huh. Um, so, they, uh, oh, right. They didn't just want to be a village of good people. They wanted to, you know, eradicate evil from the entire world. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, what brilliant idea did they have to do this? Um, they they read Ursula K. Le Guin and decided that in order to have a happy society, they would sacrifice one person and uh, kind of make them take on all of the evil. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, uh, they picked some guy. They carved his body with curses and performed every sin imaginable onto him mm-hmm. and blamed him for everything bad that ever happened to anyone ever. Yep. 
Ilya's like, For no reason. this is childish. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is a very stupid idea. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems bad to me, too, but, you uh-huh. know, religion does stuff to people. Yeah. Uh, so yep. this didn't change the world in any way, mm-hmm. uh, but they successfully manufactured a concept of evil before uh-huh. he died of presumably old age. Uh, they kept him alive. Yeah. And because he was their salvation, he was recorded into the throne as a hero, yep. as an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Everyone hated him. Everyone loved him, et cetera, and et cetera. Someone... Yeah. Um someone's like, wait a sec. If he was just some guy, wouldn't he be really weak? And Ellie's like, Yeah, he was really weak. He died like first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's defeated defeated almost instantly because he was the very weakest heroic spirit possible, basically. Uh this is funny because Angramanyu in Fate Grand Order also he's sucks. He's a, he, he sucks. He's useless, basically. However, when his soul was taken in by the Grail, his nature as an object of human wish uh, caused the Grail to react and try to grant his wish. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he became the thing that people always said he was, the greatest of all evils. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has thus uh, filled up the Grail and tainted it with uh, the concept of a a curse for every human alive. Yeah. Yeah. Kiritsugu sensed this darkness in the Grail and, without really understanding it, destroyed the Lesser Grail. Mm-hmm. Of course, he didn't know about the Greater Grail and wasn't able to destroy that. Mm-hmm. However, Angermanyu is fully matured now and ready to kill all humans on Earth. Mm. That seemed probably not the best thing in the world. Zokin's intent is to turn Angermanyu into something that can be controlled. Because it is technically still a servant and Sakura could be its master if, mm-hmm. he, if he plays it right. And then he will, when Sakura's will is destroyed, he hijacks her with his worm body and becomes the master of the greatest of all evils. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why he needed Ilya for, is to offload the responsibility of opening the gate onto Ilya. Yeah. So that Sakura doesn't die of becoming the grail. Yeah. Because he plans to use her body as a, as a vessel. Turns out that in so many ways, just like on every account, Zoken's plan would not have worked. Yeah, no. Even if they'd been left alone. Yeah. No, it doesn't really seem like it would have worked. Do you really think that he could handle Angravanyu better than Sakura could? I I meant that like Ilya already said, or Ilya or Ilya's... was it was it in that bad end that someone was like, uh yeah, there Ilya opens a different gate. Yeah, like that's the thing. I don't think what would have come out would have been the third magic. I think that you need the Einsburn connection yeah. specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I just like, okay, yeah. If if Zoken, even if he controlled Angramanyu, it feels like he wouldn't be any more immortal than he is now. Yeah. But I, I also mean that in order to even summon Angramanyu, it sounds like Sakura would have had to die. Mm-hmm. Like Ilya can't do the thing because Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah anyway so then the lights go off yeah oh right right real quick um oh right where wait where are we oh okay yeah the lights don't go off quite yet uh their right. options there are two options destroy the greater grail uh or kill sakura rin wants to kill sakura 
Shiro agrees to fight Sakura, but he notably doesn't agree to kill Sakura. Yeah. Uh, Where probably, are they? Well, given that Sakura is probably at the Greater Grail... Um, Hitches up nicely. Uh, they're going to have to fight her either way. It's then just a question of, like, uh, you have her on her knees, and, and you know, there's a, there's a button prompt saying, kill or spare. Where is the Greater Grail? Under Ryodo Temple. Uh, this is fun because it's like we've we've gotten that Rin didn't know there was a ley line there mm. because and Caster was able to use it even though it's like fucked up and the reason it's fucked up is because it's been the the like channeling point of the Grail yes and it's been eaten away at by the Grail's like extreme power and Angermanu mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Sure, I was like, hey Rin, I know that we're gonna have to fight Sakura, but I don't think that we have to kill her. We can save her, and then the lights go out. Who's and here? there's a there's a uh, shadow copy of Shadow Sakura. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Shiro tries to look tough She's in front of her, horny for her husband. Yeah, she wants Shiro back. He he doesn't even say anything to her. I feel like this is also backfiring. Mm-hmm. Like he's not even like Sakura. I'm gonna save you. He just looks at her stoically while standing next to Rin. Uh huh. Rin really needs to understand when it's okay to criticize someone and when they just, like, need to be, uh, like, held and, like, you know, patted on the back. He's so mean. Um. You know, if Rin wasn't so fucking mean to Sakura, I wonder if Sakura could have held out a little longer. This is what I mean. It's like, Sakura needs a little bit of, like, stern talk. But also, sometimes you just need to, like, pat Sakura on the back and be like, you did good, you know? So Rin asks if Sakura is willing to cut ties with Angramanyu, but Sakura doesn't want to go back to being a weakling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin asks if Angramanyu is already born, and Sakura is like, <laughs> no. I'm not, not as long as I'm alive. I'm not going to let it be born since Shiro is still here and will be killed instantly when the uh-huh. whole town is destroyed. Uh, Rin's like, oh, oh, this sounds great. Well, it's all working out for us. Sakura says that she's going to fall apart soon Mm -hmm. not have the power to hold it back anymore and she wants rin and shiro to flee before the bomb goes off so that so that she can instead of yeah if angramanyu is fully born presumably everyone on earth dies at least in the town for now uh, well well, but if if angramanyu fully born has a curse for every each and everyone true in the world i wonder how long it takes Um, to spread yeah but Sakura's idea is strangle it in the crib. Yeah, basically let it be born, but uh, explode so that both her and Agramanyu die along with as Fuyuki. it is born, mm-hmm. so that it only affects Fuyuki, uh-huh. not the entire world. This group where she's like, and soon I won't be able to hold it back anymore. And Rin's like, you mean you'll get bored of waiting for us to do something and you'll just give let it go? Uh huh. <laughs> She asks if Sakura is really capable of killing herself, and Sakura says yes, because I don't want Shiro to see what I become. Mm-hmm. And Rin says, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. I don't think you get the job done. You're just pretending to be a good girl to impress Shiro right now. You're uh-huh. going to go back to being an asshole like, in three seconds. Rin declares uh, that she's going to kill Sakura with her own hands. Uh, Sakura gives an evil smile and says she'll be waiting for them, and then she evaporates. Mm-hmm. And the lights come back on. Rin says, tells Shiro that he's allowed to make a break for it as long as he makes the gem sword first. He's, he's not, not going anywhere because Rin keeps saying, I'm going to kill my sister. And Shiro's like, we got to save her, you asshole. 
uh he said yeah he's like i'm not killing her but i'll help you with the sword uh and he's like we have to be able to save sakura without any more victims happening Mm -hmm. and she's like man is that good enough given how many people she killed already and he emphatically is like yes it doesn't matter what she becomes i'm still on her side rin's like jesus christ okay i give up on trying to talk sense into you she promises not to try to kill sakura until shiro is dead Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh it's 10 o'clock then it's time to make that sword rin does not know that shiro has used uh, archer's arm multiple times at this point and is like up again hey so you good to make the sword uh and she was like yeah no no problems boss you got it this is a funny bit she gives him the azoth sword to use as a base uh-huh uh and she says that they're shooting for half of the original power of the gem sword mm-hmm. uh the dagger has also been gassed up with all of rin's gems so she's completely defenseless because she has no magical energy right now still uh-huh well Presumably she has what is inside of her, but that's not much. It was drained out of her by Sakura. She hasn't recovered no. enough to use magic. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what she says. Okay. It's going to be three days before she can properly use magic again. Oh, right. I've, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sakura drained every drop. Okay. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter, though, because this weapon stopped the falling moon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Crimson moon. Shout outs. Shout outs to Crimson. If you haven't listened to or played Skihime, do that, maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh although I Crimson Moon is just Kagetsu Toya, right? Crimson Moon, yeah, directly. But uh you get to meet you get to meet Crimson Moon, kind of, in a way. Yeah. Just very much not the focus of no. there are multiple like bits of most of our knowledge of crimson moon comes from, from in between Toya, yeah uh-huh which don't put yourself through that Getsu Toya sucks there are good parts but song for the evening yeah zeltrek swinorg is the patron of the tosaka family mm-hmm. he is the guy who killed crimson moon and uh yes led to the creation of our favorite vegan vampire arcweed <laughs> Now, Shiro tells Rin that she's not allowed to watch him make the sword because he wants to cover up the shroud thing. Mm-hmm. Ilya tells Rin that she's going to fuck it up at a crucial moment <laughs> if she's in the room. And Rin's like, I can't, I can't deny that, but I'm mad about it. Yep. She promises not to come in unless well, Ilya calls for Rilia, her. Ilya eh, Ilya says, uh, Shiro might screw it up if you're in the room and rin's like yeah he is awful horny for me she says that rin might fall over and distract hero <laughs> okay. is what she fucking says <laughs> that would be very rin to just like trip over uh-huh. her own shoelaces at like the critical yeah. juncture then shiro is like hey can i keep the azoth sword and rin's like it's gonna be destroyed in the process and he's like nah, I'll, I'll just feel so much better if you say the words you're allowed to keep this uh-huh <laughs> okay he's not planning on using it he's just gonna keep it in his back pocket since he's gonna project the sword from nothing yep shiro closes himself in the shed with Ilya. he has the blueprints but doesn't really understand anything about them so uh-huh. they're useless yes how is he gonna do this Ilya, uh because she has justice's memory consciousness inside of her is going to do the same thing she did in the park and show him a memory that contains the sword 
from uh, when the Grail was made, so he can take an actual look at the real sword and mm-hmm. uh, can get get it from there. Yes, Zelric was a was present for the creation of the Greater Grail. Yes, apparently two hundred years ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, she tells him not to get distracted by anything else in that memory, mm-hmm. and sucks him into her mind. Mm-hmm. It hurts and it sucks and everything is hazy and all of the backgrounds are like fuzzy and impossible to see. Uh huh. He sees the greater grail being carved into rock uh, as like magic circuits into the earth itself or something like mm-hmm. that. And he sees a robed figure with pale ha- hair and red eyes. Just sees Lizric von Eisburn. The Winter Saint. Great, Great name. The Winter Saint is like a, the title that pops up over a Bloodborne boss health bar. Uh-huh. Yeah. She invented the Holy Grail War system, apparently. Yeah. And she was aided in her uh, efforts by Makiri Zoken and Tosaka Nagao, Nagato. We have not met. gotten anything about Nagato. But I, honestly, they literally just donated the land. <laughs> not very important. <laughs> Yeah, even the Makiri did more coming up yeah. with hand spells. Yeah, there's an interesting bit of like, oh, right, without Justice or, you know, Ilya mm-hmm. in the current day, the Grail is just a lot of magical energy. Mm-hmm. There's no way to like direct it. Yeah, just or direct it towards anything but a wish, right? You could yeah. still use it as a wish granter, but Justice has the impulse to reach for Heaven's Feel and like yes. some remnant of it, mm-hmm. you know? And Ilya is kind of justice, yeah. is what I'm getting. Yeah, this is uh, a while ago. Um, Ilya or someone says like, "Oh yeah, Einsburn's got fed up with bringing other people here, and so just sent Ilya as a master." I was like, "How can they get what they want if Ilya loses her consciousness when she becomes the Grail?" And the answer is justice. <laughs> uh huh. This like crystallized central consciousness. Yeah. That's cool. I like that shit. Yeah. Uh, Shiro finally sees the sword and is like, that's impossible. There's no way I could ever make something like that. He says something about how it's embodying general knowledge from a far future beyond the reach of modern man. This is so interesting. This is 200 years ago, a sword that is that is extremely futuristic, even to the... Com- I like how it's like... Day general knowledge from the future yes how he describes uh-huh. it yeah like one day this is not going to be strange it's, yeah it's the nasu like time horseshoe theory thing uh-huh i think oh we will reach the age of gods in reverse through technology mm-hmm. um and yeah he's like he's like well i know that is impossible for me but i'm sure gonna try and Ilya's like please please stop i have watched you repeatedly like destroying yourself using archer's arm i just can't take it anymore he comes Um, to and like flies into a wall for some reason i think he like yeah he he, like falls back he he stands up Mm -hmm. he like rolls away from her or something trips the text is fully glitched out for a while yeah and he uh, without realizing what he's doing hits Ilya. Uh uh-huh and then snaps back and is like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. And Ilya's like, I told you not to fucking look at anything else in there. He got distracted by Justice. Yeah. And her weird Pope robe. Yeah. This is, the I think, the closest we get to seeing Heaven's Feel. Uh-huh. Or, or the, uh, the Dress of Heaven, sorry. 
this is great because we saw the we saw the sword but it was like a blurry copy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and what we have here is like an ugly like mashed together chunk of rock that's in the shape of it but presumably not what it actually looks like yeah that's fun it looks looks ugly yeah (laughs) because he he was able to approximate it not imitate it Uh uh-huh uh and he's like oh well this sucks yeah he's kind of useless yeah he's like it has no power and she's like it has no power in your hands yes Uh it can only be used by one of schweinorg's lineage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this sword is the second magic yes uh if the association heard about it sakura and rin would both be put to death yeah uh, he also they, they say that the full name of the sword is Gem Sword Kishur Zeltrek Schweinorg, which is very funny to name your cool sword after yourself. Multidimensional refactory phenomenon. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, so I lied a little bit. This is the second magic. We don't find out what it actually does until the next day. But, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. Something to do with dimensions. Multidimensional refractory phenomenon, Ben. That's what it does. Uh, they call it Gem Sword Zeltrek short, which is still not very short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is where we get the part where Schweinorg uh, left the Tosaka, the blueprints, and was right. like, yeah. figure it out someday. Uh-huh. This is, yeah. It's this a, is not, Ilya, this doesn't count. Ilya's like, okay, yeah, if Rin is able to recreate the sword on her own, uh, I don't know that Zeltrek is still alive, but or that this timeline's one is she says that he is not in this world oh, right, right now but in this he world may right return now yeah. if rin can figure out the theory behind it and yeah. reproduce the sword herself yeah which is cool which is cool also she does say that zeltrek may have given out blueprints to a bunch of people <laughs> he might have some more irons in the fire yeah not just the tosaka mm-hmm. shiro feels himself drifting and squeezes the pendant hard enough to break skin uh he has, says he has to do projection one more time to save sakura mm-hmm. he cannot rely on uh rin to do that yes so he he's down to zero that he can use right no 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 oh right no he was counting this he was not counting this one in the three he yes. has left so he's got one one he had four dangerous one fatal no what i mean is he had four and already counted one as I had to project this sword. Mm-hmm. So he he can yeah he has one dangerous, uh or and then he has one that he can use to save Sakura. So he has yeah he has one that he can play with, mm-hmm. and then the second one will kill him. Yes. Rin appears and is explaining kaleidoscope to Shiro, but uh, most of the text is blocked out and mm-hmm. uh, broken up because Shiro has temporarily lost the ability to understand human language. He also doesn't know when Rin came into the room and when she got the sword. Yeah, the, he like realizes, oh, wait, I'm not holding it anymore. My hand is empty. He squeezes the pendant even harder and returns to the world. Rin notices that he's bleeding a lot uh-huh. and uh, is shocked to see her pendant clutched in his hand. Yep. And he's like, uh, I don't know what this is anymore. Ar- Archer probably knows. It's a good luck charm. Uh-huh. Rin pulls out her copy of the pendant. Yeah. Hers is fully drained, while Shiro's has a, like a tiny scrap of magic left. And she mm-hmm. says to hold on to it in case it comes in handy. Uh, it, yeah, this is a good bit of a, a reminder that Rin, like, 
after she finished healing him, was like, oh, well, it's only got a tiny bit left. It's, I'll just leave it here. What's so it's like for? Oh, at some point, Shiro needed that little bit of energy uh-huh. and used it up before he became Archer mm-hmm. or like becoming Archer. Yeah. She tells Shiro to get some rest and drags Ilya out of the room to interrogate her about Archer uh-huh. <laughs> because now she's kind of putting it together. The status and upgrade up uh, and weapon screens update. Uh, this uh, Archer's name is now listed as Emia. Um, uh-huh. We get um, stuff on black keys, et cetera, et cetera. Well, right, right. We get, or there are two fun things here. One is Shiro has started to forget things from before Archer's arm got added. That's bad. Uh, which is like, to date, all we've seen is, oh, I don't remember what happened today Mm -hmm. but i can still like i haven't lost anything before that this is the like oh he doesn't even remember being at the school almost getting killed he sort of does or he did a minute ago before he did all this Uh uh-huh um but then about it when he had the pendant and now he doesn't remember it (laughs) then two uh the words he says about the pendant are just archers Mm -hmm. like he just he's like oh i don't Oh, well, Archer said this, so I'm going to just, like, say that out loud, which uh-huh. is, yeah. The the ways in which he's starting to, like, really lose himself uh-huh. are great. And by great, I mean terrifying. <laughs> Shiro drifts through time a little bit, and then Ryder arrives to say, Wow, buddy, you look like shit. Ryder says that she's been given a mission by Sakura to protect Shiro, but she can't interfere if Sakura is the one trying to hurt him. Which she definitely did earlier. But she didn't during the Berserker fight. For yeah. Reason. This seems a little, like, a little convenient. She heard them over, uh, she overheard them planning to kill Sakura and is here to make sure it doesn't happen. She draws her nail to kill Shiro. So we get two choices in a row. There is only one correct path through these two choices. Uh, the choice, choice one is escape, fight back with a projection or give an answer to her previous question the first two lead to the bad end uh or lead i'm showing my hand a little bit lead to an ending um so if you give an answer to her previous question shiro thinks what was that question again uh will you be able to fight to the end will you not give up to the end or will you stay by sakura's side until the end either of those first two options are also lead to that ending Ryder doesn't care if you're willing to fight or give up uh yeah. she just cares about sakura yes so if you choose any of the five options that don't lead to the the rest of the the route uh Ryder leaves and we will talk about that ending next episode because it fits better there yeah yeah it's also technically takes place on day 16 right yeah in in terms of like it 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 does this thing that most of the or that a lot of bad ends do which is like okay we're gonna fast forward through a decent amount of stuff and then get to the place where this bad end happens he says to Ryder that he understands how much sakura means to her uh, she doesn't want Sakura to suffer anymore, which is why she's trying to kill him. But he says he's not going to kill Sakura and wants her help to make that happen. Ryder's taken aback a little bit by this, and she says, I will only join you if I think you have a chance of winning. He asks some questions. Can Ryder use her noble phantasm? Yes. 
and he asks if like normal grade non-servant magical weapons can hurt Saber since she's been uh, affected by Grail Mud. Ryder says yes. Mm-hmm. The servants uh, that Sokka has absorbed have been granted bodies and so are pinned to the world and can't slip into spirit form and can't ignore normal weapons. Yeah. Apparently. This was already kind of true of Saber. Yeah. She already is like weirdly more physical than most servants. Also, but... They definitely hurt servants with normal weapons before. Um. Anyway. Shiro has a plan for Ryder to be able to beat Saber in one-on-one combat and leans in to whisper her plan to save the surprise for later. Ryder's like, damn, that could work. All right, you're my temporary master, she says with a faint Mm -hmm. smile. Hell yeah, Ryder joined the party. It's midnight in Shiro's room and there it's not time for sleeping. Uh, Ilya comes in, or Shiro has the Azoth sword and the pendant. Ilya comes in, um, and is like, hey, uh, have a nice time. Come back safely. Why is she staying behind? Uh, for two reasons. One, Zoken wants her. So, why bring her with them to Zoken? She's not much of a fighter, anyway. Two, uh, Shiro, having her at home is like, oh, I have something to return to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she gets killed in front of him out there, yeah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be rough. He stands up. He's dizzy from the arm stuff. Uh, he says the pain is gone, but his functionality as a human being is being eroded. Uh-huh. Uh, even just staying still is enough to keep him uh, to give him like drifting time disease. Yeah. Ilya's like, hey, come home safe before uh, with with Rin and Sakura before the sunrise. Uh, this bit I like. Shiro kind of wanders through the house thinking about his 10 years in it and can't remember most of that 10 years is is like every place he goes he just thinks about Sakura the last time he saw Sakura in that room uh-huh. yeah um which is like it despite what he told Ilya like yeah I'll come back it feels like him saying goodbye to a house that he can't remember uh-huh uh yeah Visits the visits the shed, sees Sakura like waking him up, visits Sakura's room, um, thinks about taking care of her while she was sick. The kitchen um, also. Yeah. Her in the apron. Yep. Um and he's like, Wow, damn. She's really important to me. Yeah, if I can remember her and nothing else, she must be really important. Yeah. Um thinks Oh, right. In Sakura's room? Okay. He thinks of a promise that he made. um, A promise to save her, uh, even though they both knew it was impossible. And then it's time to go. Oh, the promise. It was the promise to uh, go cherry blossom viewing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. The first thing she could think of when he asked what she Uh wanted to do. (laughs) That's the end of day 15. That's it. it. Really does feel like the end of a video game, huh? Yeah. We're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. You're ready to boogie out. It's 8 o'clock. Damn. Oh my gosh. 8 o'clock and I'm fucking you re- hungry. Yeah. Do you remember us recording like 8 to midnight? Like when we were doing Skihime? Did we do that? Ben, there's a there's an episode that we ended at like twelve thirty. Jesus Christ. How did you survive that one? I was fully asleep. Um 
yeah go listen to other abnormal mapping podcasts mm-hmm. uh ggp continues to be very good mm-hmm. like listening to emma jackson talk about gundam one day we'll catch up to gundam enough that i can start listening to it again i was listening ahead not watching the show mm-hmm. but i stopped when we started watching mm-hmm. if you i guess right emails oh yeah we're coming up on the end of this route uh we depending we might end up um saving most emails for wrap-up episodes we have enough there like whole game wrap-up episodes we Mm -hmm. have enough there to like talk about but uh if you have thoughts on heaven's feel or fate's day night as a whole Mm -hmm. uh or really anything we've covered so far Yeah, yeah listen uh if you've got tsukihime comparison questions or like Xenoblade Two questions? No, no, it's not <laughs> Xenoblade Two questions. First of all, you uh, might send us spoilers. Second of all, I don't think a game really. I don't know if the story is thick enough for me to care about story uh, spoilers. Uh, third thing, don't do that. We don't have a time to answer Xenoblade questions. Uh, well, listen. If no one sends us emails, we're gonna we're not gonna have it. We're gonna have time to answer any questions that we got sent. But, uh question or what is our crying rules actually at gmail.com that's our podcast email mm-hmm. um yeah send in questions for both i'll also post this on like social media and yeah. network chat but um this yeah learning remains of twitter we put up a little flag for questions right if you want to get in contact us with us and and uh twitter has disappeared uh ask around about the i think it's on the website the abnormal mapping discord mm-hmm. that's where we hang out there we hang out there um, didn't you make a co-host for our uh... yeah i haven't posted anything there yet but um yeah crying rules oh, wait we're crying rules on twitter i think also crying rules on co-host but i haven't like posted anything so mm-hmm. um what else do we say at the end where, Where can, can people, people find, find you, you on the internet, Fen? Okay. Well, <laughs> you always go first. Fennec.moe. Put that in a search bar, in a in an address bar. Uh, that'll get you to, to me. To Twitter. No. I think I redirected it to co-host. Oh wow. That's what I that's what I mean is you just put that in an address bar in a year, in three years, and that'll that'll get you where I probably am after both Twitter and co-host have disappeared. No, that's smart. Um where can people find you, Ben? Well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Ben Ends. I did make a co-host uh, also at Ben Ends. Uh, I don't know. I, I have not done anything with it yet because I haven't had time. But, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can also find my uh, very, very slow going visual novel progress over at Doom Gender on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll make a separate co-host for that. It'd probably just be one. What is... Yeah, because you can like tag stuff as 18+. plus. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that. What is your Patreon? My Patreon. Oh, I guess uh, I'm Doom Gender on Patreon. Okay. Uh, that's my personal Patreon right now. You can support it to support my development of Reckless Sympathy, a game about girls in a mansion doing fucked up shit. Sounds great. Yeah. Next time, we're doing day 16 of Heaven's Feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also doing a grab bag of stuff. Oh, no. Okay, so a while ago we talked about the Kitakawa ASMR. (laughs) 
we're going to cover that. Uh, we're going to cover the first two chapters of Manio's new series. Manio being the person who wrote uh, Kitakawa, Kitakawa. Uh, which is about uh, adults. It's about um, a uh, lonely, attention-seeking woman. And, Influencer, right? Uh, I think... Yes, right, yeah. She's uh, She seeks attention online, and uh, I don't remember... I don't... I think it's like an idol or a like minor celebrity uh-huh. who shows up in her life and uh first chapter is great what's the t- what's the loose translation it's like i want you to love me as much as i love you or something like that yeah yeah Hell yeah something like that um not translated if you want to read along with us and there and you can't read japanese ping me at some point i gotta get those translations done <laughs> i'm translating them for for one of our two guests mm-hmm. rough First, translation yes not not a like polished yeah we're not doing scam. the official tran- fan translation shit no not yet <laughs> uh <laughs> we're doing celine 1992 celine. i don't know this one yeah exciting Catherine linked it in mm. um yeah all right that's everything I can't believe we get finally get to listen to Kitakawa vomiting ASMR. And then uh yeah, the the two episodes after that, we will not be we will still be doing new Yuri Tea Times. Um and so we'll we'll talk about that when we yeah. get there. But uh no no new tight moon stuff. Give us a little bit of a break around the holidays. And then after that, oh wait, no, we are doing new stuff. For yeah, the episode after that. Yeah, yeah we're doing the short. Please stories. disregard everything I say ever. Yeah, we're not pulling a Caligula Effect two here. Xenoblade not thick enough to sustain its Caligula Effect two spoiler cast special episode. I still think Blue Reflection two is especially there. Are, there are some fascinating parallels between Blue Reflection two and Fate Stay Night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. But we never got around to. Yeah, it's fine. It, we took way too long to play that. I'm just wait until they do Blue Reflection three, and it's somehow the best one yet. God, there's a Blue Reflection gotcha, and I'm so mad. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I have three gotchas I'm playing right now. I can I barely know, sustain I, my life force. I could add it. <laughs> I'm only playing two. I could. I could just drop fate in between story chunks. I would not do that. No, I couldn't. can't imagine that. Every time an event happens, you go immediately go back to clear the shop. Yeah, well, can't help myself. Plus, there's a sport story chapter happening now in like a two days. Plus, the big one is coming next year. I'm very excited for that one. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
that was 515 bunch of that's gonna get cut what are you laughing about yeah i was still recording but that was an okay episode of course I have pink hair and pronouns. Of course you have pink hair and pronouns. <laughs>